My name is Selena. And my name's Theoni, and you are listening to Piping Hot. Welcome back to another episode of Piping Hot, gentle listeners. <laughs> I think I think it's safe to say that today's episode topic is like the most anticipated topic that we've talked about. Oh, 100%. Selena and I have been hard at work, you guys. We literally binged Bridgerton so fast i literally finished the finale today and (laughs) i cannot fully function anymore like it was yeah so good theoni what are you drinking today i am drinking i have to give a shout out to antonia she sent me the like nicest little gift i already Mm -hmm. showed you but i just have to tell everyone so she got me positive energy and stress relief yogi tea because selena talked (laughs) about having that so now we can match and then she also made a mug with my godson on it that says spill the tea like oh, what I love the it. It's literally the cutest thing ever. Yeah. Um so I am drinking the stress relief one because I have been very stressed lately and I took a sip of it and I automatically forgot about everything I had to do. So. Wow, that's great it's, that it like went through your system and you're like all I'm good. I'm fully lying about that, but it does <laughs> taste really good. Yeah. You're just like thinking yourself into it. You're like the stress is going away. Exactly. Total placebo. Yeah. But I love it. What are you drinking? I am drinking the peppermint tea that you got me um, nice. at Christmas. I, I don't know. I was just feeling for like something familiar. Nice. Um, nothing like too crazy. So peppermint it is for today. How was your week? Like, how are you doing? Any big updates? No, I'm I'm doing good. Like, I feel, I don't know. It's like the first time in a really long time that I like feel really good like work is starting to slow down and like I'm able to breathe which is like crazy because work hasn't been slow since October and Mm. now it's just finally slowing down so it's like weird to like go back to what was normal Mm. um, because I've been so adjusted to like constantly doing stuff but I love it and it's just like really nice <laughs> I feel like not that you don't enjoy it during the busy mm-hmm. times too but I feel like it's nice to not be so slammed with work so like oh, yeah. you can have the slower times and be like wow I actually love what I do and I'm really enjoying it and like yeah. I'm glad things are going so well it's nice for a change to just be like take a step back yeah and you're like wow things are actually going well yes okay wait there is one thing too that I need to tell you um oh, I don't think I told you this I told my sisters but I did <gasps> not tell you this what so happened? So I have like my my wedding veil hanging up in my bedroom because it's still like a little wrinkled and I just want it. I, I want it to hang so it doesn't get wrinkled, obviously. Yeah. But it's so long that like from where I was hanging it, it was like on the floor, like a little bit of it was on the floor. Yeah. And you know that I have like a robot vacuum. Her name is Martha. We <laughs> have Martha go uh, like vacuum during dinner. And she'll go to the rooms and stuff. And I thought my veil was fine. No, no, no. Until, literally until I, on a random freaking day, I was like, oh, I just want to go look at my like wedding veil again. I pick it up and I look at the end, like the bottom of it. And like some of it is ripped off. No. Selena, no. Yes, because freaking Martha like vacuumed over it. 
and like got caught up in it and so like a bunch of like at the ends you could see like it was torn out so it was like straight 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 and then torn torn <gasps> like it was oh, really no. bad oh oh my gosh yeah. i am so sorry yeah. so like did you have to get a new veil were you yeah. able to like trim it like i would have fully had a meltdown probably i, I did too i yep. did too i so i was planning on just trimming it but then i looked at it and it's like very it's like very clean and so I was afraid if I cut it I would I would ruin it and it would look really weird during mm. in the pictures but also it's like it's like curved like a U oh, almost okay. so I was afraid that I would get that wrong too so I was like you know what I should just buy a new one and so I did okay oh yeah I am so sorry yeah. I cannot <laughs> when you fully go in just being like I just want to look at it he 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 and you're like you've got to be freaking joking me right now like I feel yeah. so bad I know it's it's okay I got another one it was just like an accident and so now when the new one comes in I'm gonna find a very special place to hang it because I'm not yeah, Martha's it. not gonna touch that one let me tell you <laughs> yeah. oh my god freaking yeah. Martha I know oh my god how how has your week been girl my week's been okay. I yeah. feel like it's been a little bit chaotic. Like mm-hmm. so Thursday, I was fully planning on going to the library to get just like a bunch of stuff done because I have mm-hmm. so many assignments coming up. Yeah. I ended up taking like a three hour nap. I did literally <laughs> nothing. I said, Oh, it's self care. Uh, no. I needed to get myself out of bed. But guess what? I didn't. That was fine. My yeah internship has just been crazy and then this weekend friday night i hung out with my friend sam and then we went out with some of my friend katie's friends and then saturday i had work early 7 a.m after going out love that and i said Mm -hmm. oh let's do that again saturday so then last night i went out for a couple friends' birthdays and we got one of those karaoke rooms (gasps) so we like rented it out and I okay karaoke I'm like let's go so I sing so many things my voice is totally shot and then I worked again this morning at 7 a.m and then I came home took like an hour nap and then what finished Bridgerton started writing this case conceptualization that's due tonight actually and I haven't finished it but I'll just finish it after we're done with the podcast I fully am like my motivation has never been lower but anyways that's my life holy crap (laughs) the you've had a packed freaking week yes ma'am holy crap okay wait how did you like the karaoke room oh I loved it it was so much fun and I feel like it's I feel like I could do that with like a couple of my friends or mm-hmm. like with a big group and it's totally yeah. fun and it's so nice because when you're with a group of people you know you just like do not care at all and yes. you can just go full out you know I know yeah no I love karaoke rooms yeah it was so much fun and I had never done one before so I was like very happy <laughs> you were living your best life really right? oh, <laughs> oh my gosh I I really was they didn't let me go first though they're like you can sing you can't go first I was like <laughs> yeah but when I've had a few drinks in me it's not like I sound good yeah I, oh my gosh I have to send you this video um I I recorded it of my friend and I and mm-hmm. we sang living on a prayer and I wow amazing I, I fully thought I was hitting all the notes and I oh. really oh you were not no 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 um anyways <laughs> should we talk about our pop culture moments yes okay you you go first okay first thing 
listeners, Theoni and I read a quick novel together, like last week. And (laughs) it was called, wait, it's called Ice Planet Barbarian by Ruby Dixon. And you may have heard of it because it took book talk by storm. And so we were, well, I was like, oh my God, I will get theoni to read it with me <laughs> mind you i have never read it and i only heard from book talk mm-hmm. i think the biggest lesson i've learned is that i should never listen to book talk again because they have really I, bad takes i hated that book <laughs> like i've literally none of it made sense no. i could do an entire hour-long rant <laughs> on how horrible it was like she's oh like gosh. you know what i don't care if my friends are dying <laughs> I'm gonna just stay in this cave and have sex with this little monster. Yes. And she's like, oh, this isn't a normal human, so let me just see what the horns can do. Sorry. <laughs> what? But like, yeah. apparently, I was talking to my friends about it and they mm-hmm. read the sequel and they said it was like equally as horrible. Holy but crap. You, really? Yes. And you guys, for you listening, if you don't know this, there are 22 books in the series. <laughs> 22 books based off of Ice Planet Barbarians. What world are we living in? Like, what else do you have to write? (laughs) That you have to have 22 books. Like, that's... That's because the thing is, too, is that like book one, nothing freaking happened. So like, what are you doing with the 22 other books? You know, I I genuinely have no idea. Yeah, I don't even know what else to say about it. It yeah, was just horrible. No. Just um, just a warning that to don't like don't read Ice Planet Barbarians and don't always listen to book talk because they it's, are wrong. Genuinely, I tried to like like it in an I hate you kind of way, but I could yeah. not get there. Yeah. OK, next thing. Mm-hmm. You actually sent me this, but I just wanted to mention it for our listeners that there was the new trailer for the time traveler's wife on a HBO Max. I, why? <laughs> why? I mean, Theo James, which I told Selena, mm-hmm. I will watch anything you're in. I oh, would love yes. to look at you. I don't really care. Yeah. However, the movie was so good. And I just wonder, like, it almost mm-hmm. looks the same. I'm like, are you, is it going to be the movie just like extended? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. You know what's interesting, though, too? Because in the trailer, it's like the. The wife, I think her name is Claire, played by Rose Leslie. She was like talking to the camera kind of like a documentary. So I wonder if they're going to like spin it a little bit where they're like documenting the time traveler's wife and like her story or whatever. I don't know. I loved, loved the movie. I'm keeping my mind open for the TV show, but I'm just like, I don't know. The movie was just so good in my opinion. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, one time Selena and I watched that movie together. (laughs) Selena and I talk during movies all the time. (laughs) That movie, we didn't talk. We look uh -uh. at each other at the end with tears down our face. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I do remember that we did not mm-hmm. talk during that movie. No, just we didn't. Because we which were, is insane. Yeah. Cause just cause we were so like captured by it. Oh, <laughs> like, I know. Crazy. Okay. Next thing. Did you see the Miss Marvel trailer that dropped? No. Theoni. What the heck? Uh. So, okay. Well, also you had a really hectic week. <laughs> so it's I'm so it's so good. So Miss oh Marvel is going to be a TV show on Disney Plus, and it looks so cute and like Aww. young, but like 
so good at the same time. It's like nice. I don't know. I'm like intrigued to see what Marvel does with it because I feel like this is very, very young for Marvel, whereas we've gotten like more serious and mature and kind of funny content from them. Mm -hmm. But this one seems like really fun, very like young and stuff. So I'm I'm really interested to see how people like react to it. But it looks so good and I'm so excited yeah oh my gosh well I think it's kind of nice they're doing something different too yeah like why not and maybe it'll get like younger people to like be into yes. it you know like yeah. pulling a new audience so I'm yeah. excited to see it I need to watch the trailer after this and then well actually I don't know if I need to mention that I'll mention that next week maybe or maybe you'll mention it okay last one <laughs> Sorry, Guys, I just thought so out weird. loud. <laughs> I just thought out loud. I was like, huh? What? Okay. <laughs> okay, okay. The last one. The last yes. one. So random, but I think this sound on TikTok kind of blew up after our trip to Boston. And I don't think I've talked to you about it yet, but I just want to bring it up on the podcast. It's the sound of like Kim Kardashian being like, just get up and like work your yes. ass off. Like, yes, that's been like going around on TikTok so <laughs> much. Crazy. Also, like the discourse around it is crazy as well. And so I just mm. wanted to mention it because I feel like that was a really big thing that kind of blew up in like mid-March. Honestly, I, yeah, no, I remember that because it was all over my For You page too. Yeah. And like, here's the thing. I, maybe this isn't fair of me to say. Mm -hmm. I think there is some degree of validity to what she said. Yeah. And I think they fully used to just live off of like the fame and like their life. Mm -hmm. Now I feel like they're actually like really good business people Mm -hmm. and I don't think people can discredit that but also I feel like it was completely disregarding so many like factors that people deal with and like I don't know it's not just as easy as getting up and working oh no not at all people still work so hard and like can get nothing nothing for it exactly yeah that really made me mad I get the back and forth about it is what I'm long fully saying oh yeah no I I 100% agree as well I just like just like the connections too. like if you look at Kris Jenner literally Mm -hmm. just her and her connections like that opens like a million doors and then if you go down to like Kim K that opens another million doors you know it's just like it's just unfortunately like the people that you know are gonna help you it's not just like working all the time 100%. Okay, well, that is the end of my pop culture things. What do you have? So a couple things that don't really need to be discussed, but I just want to mention. Number one, Amanda Bynes' conservatorship ended, which I'm really happy about because it definitely wasn't. I mean, I guess maybe there's more going behind the scenes, but there was not as much like discourse about it as there Uh -uh. was for like Britney Spears. Britney Spears. Yeah, I did. I saw that and I was so happy for her. I was like, yes. And these like stupid conservative ships that like literally don't literally don't do anything. Literally. Except for the person who has who is like in it, you know? Yep. Another thing I want to mention is that Kylie Jenner's son's name is not Wolf anymore. (laughs) They just said, you know what? I'm going to take my child's name. (laughs) And I still haven't heard the new one. If no. they even have a new one. I don't think they announced it yet, but I also saw that. And I was just like, 
that's so weird like a oops nope never mind i changed my mind like which okay. i heard some people saying like better to change it now if you like don't feel like it fits mm. but like I also, I mean, this is going to sound very judgmental because it is, but like you named your kid Wolf. So yeah, let's maybe think about how that yeah. could have been a good decision. The baby's not a dog. Like no. you can't just rename it after it like go- goes from its foster home to like its actual forever I know. home. You know, like, yes. I'm just like, this is so weird. Anyways. <laughs> okay. If you guys are as big of a Joshua Bassett fan as we are, you need to go read his people story because, and even their TikTok has been like posting a ton of videos of him mm. and like people's TikTok. And it's just, he's just amazing. And I just love him. The one thing that like um, I said that I was going to skip was the Joshua Bassett article. Really? Because <laughs> I haven't read it yet. So I was like, I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't mention it. Like whatever. <laughs> You have to read it. I mean, to be honest, I feel like a good chunk of it is stuff we already knew from that one podcast we listened to that we mentioned in our Joshua Bass episode. But like, it's still him and you should still read it. Yeah, no, I I definitely will. And then another thing is that Kanye was pulled from the Grammys. He's not able to perform at the Grammys anymore. I did see that. Mm -hmm. A part of me thinks that's like great. You know, I'm really happy that the Grammys said that. But another part of me is like, okay, well, like, does that just feed more fuel to the fire? Like, I know, you know, I'm like intrigued to be like, okay, well, what is he going to do with this? Because I feel like he's on the opposite side of the spectrums where he can be totally, totally okay with it. Weird, you know, like weirdly okay Mm -hmm. with it. But then on the other side, he can be like incredibly angry, you know? Well, I also think about this from like the mental health perspective. I'm Mm -hmm. like, okay, to some degree, people need to learn how to have consequences for their actions. From our perspective as people who aren't obviously living his life, it doesn't seem like he's gotten a lot of consequences for like his actions. But on the other side of it, I'm like, how much is that gonna do he needs like more help than Mm -hmm. just not being able to perform at the grammys oh yeah you know what i mean so it's like i yeah i don't know i feel weird about it have you seen trevor noah's take on this whole entire situation no it's so freaking good like it's so well put together and he points out some like really great comparisons of like how we look at you know an abuser but an abuser in a celebrity Mm. status and just kind of talking about how like the general people aren't sure if what Kanye is saying is Mm -hmm. true or not or like if he's being serious because we literally cannot we can't like define the line where he's like oh I'm kidding or like oh this is art to like no I'm actually serious it's super good yeah okay I will have to go watch that yeah I think it's such an interesting situation like obviously Okay, and then the last thing that I have to bring up. Mm -hmm. Did you see that Doja Cat quit music? Yes, I did. People are saying it's not real and she'll come Mm -hmm. back, which I think maybe she will come back eventually. Mm -hmm. But like, I also feel like she was fully fed up with it. I agree. You know what? So the thing is, is that like, I don't follow Doja Cat too closely. But what I've seen is that she has been like, overworked so much she Mm. has been doing so much stuff i guess i'm not surprised to see that decision come from her it's sad because like her music is so good and she's Mm -hmm. very very talented i like definitely understand yeah i get it too i mean i felt like maybe she was like 
in the industry for a lot longer than people realize but i also yeah. feel like her fame came on very very fast too oh yeah so like so she fast. blew up yeah so cray cray mm-hmm. cray cray but that's all i have should we jump into bridgerton <sighs> let's do it i can't i can't, can't. I'm, I'm, I'm so excited i'm literally <laughs> so excited i like typed my synopses synopsises yeah whatever i typed them as i was watching so i haven't read them since i watched the episodes so they fully could make oh. no sense okay we'll see well you know me and my track record of synopsis <laughs> i suck at them so i just pulled mine from wikipedia <laughs> so <laughs> remember that time you read me a synopsis and i was like selena you are brilliant you need to do this for a living and you're like i got it from imdb i was was, like "Mm, kate i was like plagiarism yeah literally (laughs) literally oh my gosh all right so selena and i are just gonna go back and forth with the episodes and we're just gonna fully react and dive into yeah everything that was bridgerton season two also if you haven't seen bridgerton season two um please know that at this point there are gonna be a lot of spoilers so mm-hmm. if you haven't seen it go watch it and then come back it's only eight episodes trust me you can binge it super fast me and the yes. did it so <laughs> yes good at yes spoilers <laughs> alert yes okay here's my synopsis for episode Episode one. Okay, I can't even talk. Okay, in episode one, we see Anthony. Is it okay? Hold on. Is it Anthony or Anthony? Okay. Okay. I I have no idea. So, so I think in the show they say Anthony because Uh of their accent, but like obviously on paper it's spelled like A N T H O N Y. So Mm -hmm. Anthony. I guess I was gonna say Anthony because that's how they say it in the show. Okay, I'll say Anthony too then. Okay. But here's the thing. Yeah. Ever since I stopped it today, I have been speaking in a British accent. I don't know what it is. I yes, I have no, because have. I'm freaking weird. I've literally just been talking and like I I feel like I sound really good, but I fully don't. Yeah. But I don't know. I just yeah, wow. I love the it. show has like infiltrated my brain. Okay. Yeah. In episode one, we see Anthony having to take on the responsibility as head of the house. He is very practical and has a specific list of what he wants in a wife. It also becomes known that Eloise is to be part of the court this year, which she clearly does not want to be. We also get introduced to Kate and her family, who are working with Miss Danbury for training. Kate and Anthony meet on their horse, and there is major flirting right away. <laughs> the, <laughs> the Featheringtons also find themselves in... In need of husbands and dowries as their fortune starts to run out. Crazy. Okay, I just have to say your like synopsis and summaries are literally the best ever. I love them so much. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> okay, and this is just like a general note for like throughout the season, but the episode one starts out with a Daphne coming home and Mm -hmm. I like love how they incorporated Daphne throughout the season like she wasn't the main character but she still had like a very important role I feel like okay which we'll talk more about yes I have thoughts about it but I'll (gasps) save it for the later episodes but I do I am happy that we did get to see Daphne and then we also got to see her like a little baby like so cute like I love that because again I think like I hold season one so near and dear because it was so freaking good but yeah I will talk about Daphne later I think season two (laughs) matched season one easily 
Like I, really? I it almost could have been better. Like I don't <gasps> know. I yeah, hot take. But I thought it was like fantastic. Oh, okay. I think I'm the opposite. I think I still really like season one because of the Duke of Hastings. Freaking love that guy. <laughs> Literally in love. We'll do anything for him. Okay. <laughs> but I will say what I like the most of season two compared to season one is the chemistry between Antony and Kate. That was top tier. Holy crap okay i'm not gonna say anything more right now because we have to go episode by episode and I just, oh my gosh, i'm literally shaking because now i'm thinking because <laughs> now i'm literally thinking about these okay anyways i grew to love eloise so much this season like oh, when yeah. she came out right away with the feathers on her head i was yes! like cracking up just her expression and her distaste for like the whole thing, I love it so much. Yeah, I think, like, I I really, really liked Eloise in season one. Season two just, like, proved that, like, I loved her even more, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I just, 100%. she was fantastic. We also kind of get a glimpse at the beginning of the episode about what the queen wants for the season and, like, yeah. how she is, like, very, very set on finding out who Lady Whistledown is. And yeah. so, like, she's like, I know it's somewhere who's higher up, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Um, I also think it's interesting that Lady Whistledown completely disappears during the year and only comes um, out for the season. The season, season. yeah. I guess, like, I understand that though because like the season is so important so i Mm -hmm. feel like there's so much stuff happening then so i'm not too surprised but also don't like people leave london after the season they like go to their own estates so i guess another thing too is that like no one's really in london other in other times outside of the season so i thought anthony's list of what he wants out of a suitor was like are you kidding me? Like, he literally said he wants someone who looks like they have childbearing hips. Like, yeah. what are you saying? He said suitable hips for childbearing and yes. half a brain. I My comment says, sir, the bar is on the effing ground. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me right I now? Know. Like, I... I'm just, I was just trying to think back to season one during episode one of season two. I was thinking of like, was Anthony really like this big of a dick? But maybe he was because I was so focused on the Duke of Hastings mm-hmm. that I kind of didn't focus on Antony. And so like this season, I was like, wow, he is such a douche. <laughs> like, yeah, oh my God. No, he totally is. I also love how we got so much more of a focus on Penelope throughout the season. Yeah. And I really like how at the beginning of this episode, they kind of showed us how Penelope gets her information. You know what I mean? And like, yes. I really like figuring that out because I always wondered, I'm like, okay, well, how much can you really hear? But the way that she like will pick little things up and remember them and piece yeah. them together is like really interesting to me. And I love that they like played on the theme of like, oh, she's like a wallflower. Like she'll she's just like standing next to wall to the wall during like all these balls and kind of like playing it off like she's because she's technically not looking for a husband in this season but she still has an excuse to go to the balls so it's like perfect for her to just like listen exactly i don't remember what this quote maybe you'll remember but i wrote this quote down okay he said all the young ladies look like the same young ladies oh okay i think that makes sense i think he was talking to either benedict about it 
probably. Which, yeah. oh my gosh, I love, I feel like we really got to know all the characters this season, which I don't feel like we did in the yes. first one, which I love. Yes. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. I'm such a calling girl. I'm so obsessed with him. I like love him. Oh <laughs> my gosh. Okay, wait. I have a hot take on that, but I will go back to your other other comment that I agree these side the side characters and the side plots were top tier this season. Yes. So good. Like yes. I I was just baffled that everyone had a story arc. Right. Which is super hard considering there's literally a million characters. Mm -hmm. But I was just so impressed. I was like, wow, everyone has kind of like a high point and then a low point and then kind of going back up. And I was like, that's crazy that they were able to fit it into eight episodes. And then okay, the way Aunt Anthony was like interviewing the girls I was like dude like why are you doing this I pointed this one out specifically mm -hmm. when he asked like do you read and she goes books yes what do you think he's talking about like, I literally have the same quote in shut my up. notes I said do you read books and then all in caps afterward I say sir I read books pick me <laughs> Pick but, me. Yeah. Choose, Choose me. me. <laughs> Love me. Oh, <laughs> literally, please. But <sighs> I agree. The interviews were so hilarious. It kind of reminded me of like a classic 2000s like rom-com of like mm -hmm. the montage. And yes. Stuff. I, I thought it was just so funny. It was <laughs> so funny. Okay. Do you want to see my next note? Yes. <laughs> In all caps, I said in all caps i said omg his butt his butt <laughs> i fully wasn't expecting that right away i was like oh there it is yes and then my next note under that says he was not attractive before but he is now <laughs> like like compared to like season one yes okay. and it's because they got rid of those stupid muffin chops so, yeah. yep, or whatever they call them Ugh, i agree that made a huge difference <laughs> Um, and then my next note says, who's on the horse? It's his girl. Ah, oh, he likes her jumping over that bush. Why is their look to each other so good? Like, this is my stream of consciousness. Like, I just oh, yeah. felt like I don't know how someone can look at someone like that. But oh, the way yeah. they look at each other, I'm like. It held like a million oh, words. Literally. Like, it's just like, oh, it was so intense. I really did like the they're like meet cute because i loved it that it was a competition yes like, because it, it fits them so yes! well yeah, it sets the tone to their relationship so well that it's a yes. freaking competition also oh so random the fog when they're like writing it mm -hmm. it very much reminds me of pride and prejudice if you've I've never seen it i know it's a tragedy you would freaking love it theoni oh my gosh I you need would, to watch if, it. If you love Bridgerton, you would you would love Pride and Prejudice. Well, Bridgerton's like the first historical something I feel like I've liked. So, oh, okay. besides Rain, besides Rain, oh yeah, yeah obviously, yes, yes. of course, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that she does not introduce herself right away, mm -hmm. and she's like, "I can't introduce myself when I have a victory lap to do." And yes. then she rides off on her horse. I was like, "Oh, interesting." I fell in love with Kate right away. Like she's proper, but she's adventurous, and she's really balance and yeah. I love her character. So I was a little iffy on her for the first episode but then when the second episode rolled around I was like okay I'm on board. I, really? I got you. Yeah. See I was on board right away. I oh, also yeah. think she's like maybe the prettiest human I've ever seen in my entire life. Gorgeous. Both of them. Edwina and her. Yes. So gorgeous. Holy crap. You know who's the real star of the show? 
who? Newton. The Courtney. Yes! I love him. I love He's him so, so much. I was like, <laughs> yes, of course a corgi is in Bridgerton. And like when she's like, he's a good judge of character. Like he does so yes. And then the fact that she's 26 and they were calling her an old hag. Yeah. I was like, okay, well, thank you for that. Because Are you kidding me? I mean, it makes sense for the time period, I yes. guess. But oh, Remind me again, Anthony is like 29, right? Or is he 30? I thought he was 29. I think he's supposed to be 30. Could be wrong. Okay, I don't know. But yeah, you know what? When they said her age, I was so confused because they said 6 and 20. And I was like... You mean 26? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, like, why are you uh, saying it like that? Yeah. I knew from the very first episode that by the end of the season, Eloise was going to figure out who Lady Whistledown was. Because she really? was like on that right away. I mean, like, how could she not? And I really like how Eloise was on Penelope's side right away and like was inspiring her to add more to what Lady Whistledown was saying besides just reporting gossip. So I really like yes. that. But it's just yes. crazy how that comes up later, you know. To be honest, I thought Eloise had dropped it from season one. Oh. So I was surprised when she kind of hopped back on the train. And mm. I was like, okay, like, I guess, I don't know. I feel like that's very, like, Eloise of her to, like, dive back in, you know? Totally. I figured that if she was diving in a second time, she would figure it out this season. Yeah. Okay, and then I said, not material, girl, 1800s edition. <gasps> yes! I... The soundtrack for Bridgerton it's season so two, <gasps> amazing. Oh my gosh. Like at the end, when they started playing Wrecking Ball, I yes! was like, I'm going to freaking die. No, um, it was so, so good. good. So, so good. Yeah. Anthony is so funny. Like when he called everyone sparse crop, I was like, why yeah. are you being so rude to everybody? During like one of the first balls when Anthony and Kate make eye contact and he totally cannot focus at all. And I feel like that happens so many times. <laughs> I know. And I wrote, I don't know what this is referring to, mm -hmm. but it said he, he, he. And oh, 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 this was outside of the ball when he's talking with the dudes and Kate yep. hears him. And I was like, holy crap. And then she kicked the ball and he heard her. And oh, my gosh, that was like I was dying. I was so happy that she chewed him out. Like, because she was like, oh, mm -hmm. that's all you want in, like, a wife Literally. or whatever. Like, that's great. You'll never, you'll never, ever get close to me or my sister. And I was like, you yeah. know what? You go, Kate. Because Anthony has yes, been a dick this entire episode. Yes. yes. Uh, oh, my gosh. But I will say, when mm -hmm. he said, so you find my smile pleasing, I... And I know that was in one of the previews. Yeah. So I knew it was coming. But yeah. like, what? Just, and then ugh. and then I said, oh, he likes being put in his place. Ha 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 ha. Because he <laughs> does. He does. Yeah. <laughs> Their enemies to lovers is like top tier. Like I can't. Oh, it's it's so incredible. Good. It's incredible. Yeah. I know this is such a small part of like mm -hmm. everything. But when Eloise was sitting next to that one like ginger like literal infant and then he's yes. like oh marbles i love marbles i felt her pain yeah i was like this is so cringy oh a hundred percent yeah this made me mad mm -hmm. in general penelope's family is so rude to her like actually like yeah. when the sister said as if he would ever waste his ink on anyone like you like are you kidding me are you kidding me leave yeah. her alone and you know what it's 
I think that's like why she does Lady Whistledown just mm-hmm. because it's the only power that she has. Yes, you know? 100%. and I like a hundred percent support that because like words can be very, very powerful, and she a hundred percent proves that. I don't know. I can just like sympathize with her and like mm-hmm. feel like why she started Lady Whistledown in the first place. And I feel like you understand that more as the season goes on as well. Oh yeah. <laughs> Explain this to me because I might have missed mm-hmm. something. Where did Kate come from in the sense that like because she's only a half sister. Kate's father married Edwina's mother, but they were it was a scandal for them to get married because um, Edwina's mother was like a high, high class and Mm. Kate's father was low class. So they ran away together. And then Edwina's mom and then Kate's dad had Edwina. And that's gotcha. how they're related. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I was so confused by that. Okay. <laughs> okay. So then the fact that Edwina becomes the diamond, which I was like, okay, that's great for her. Yeah. I saw that coming like a million miles away, oh. but she deserves it though. Cause she's gorgeous. She's gorgeous. <laughs> and like the kindest person yes. ever. But then I said, OMG, no, Anthony, you have to be with Kate. What the heck? Mm-hmm. I can't handle this. And I said, Edwina checks the box but there's no spark. Like, yes. I, and I get the responsibility he feels, but I'm yeah. like, no. Yeah. I was so annoyed right away. And then she says, oh, if you want to marry me, you'll have to get my sister's blessing. So you're saying Anthony has to talk to Kate to get the blessing. Like, what are you talking about? When I like figured that out, because again, I remember texting you and being like, oh, I didn't know that season two he would originally be going for her sister Mm -hmm. i remember texting you that and being like oh my god this is going to be such a good plot because of that like little like hoop that they have to jump through (laughs) it sets it up right away and you're like i know how this is going to go down basically the episode ends with anthony saying that edwina is going to be the one that he marries and i was like oh I have a take on that, though. <gasps> okay. When they're... Because he's looking at both of them, right? Sure, sure, but, sure. But the camera is up close to his face, so we don't know who he's looking to. And he's like, yeah, she's the one I'll marry. <gasps> yes, yes, yes. So I was like, I was like, who are you talking about, though? Yes, it's yes. Who are you talking about? Yes, I remember that. I forgot that happened, but you're totally right. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I know it's going to be Edwina, but I want it to be Kate. Yes, yes. Okay, wait. I have a couple of other things I want to mention <gasps> okay, for okay, episode okay. one. Just super quick, though. So when... And Kate and Edwina are talking in the room. I don't know what they talk about, but it's super cute, super like sister lovey-dovey. And Kate says, oh my God. Kate says, he will speak in a manner that only your heart can hear. And I'm like, that's beautiful. Like, that's what you want Aww. to find in a partner. And I was like, wow, Kate, you're so smart. Heck? I know. I know. Eloise and Penelope had like a cute little talk to and like the feel that they like laid in. Eloise said, quote, you're constantly disappointing people just by walking into a room. I was like, oh my gosh, I felt that. That was like right to the heart when she was talking about like, you know, how she can't, she can't go on with the season because it's just not her, you know? Yeah, 100%. Oh, yeah. I love their friendship so much. Oh, me too. Okay, we'll get to that, though, uh-huh. later. <laughs> uh-huh. Are we ready for episode two? Yes! <laughs> okay. So this one is called Off to the Races, and here is the synopsis. 
Edwina has drawn the eye of several suitors, and Kate has taken charge of deciding which ones Edwina will meet. To Anthony's dismay, she is staunchly against Anthony courting her. Colin returns from his travels, while Eloise becomes intrigued with finding out Lady Whistledon's identity once again. After learning that Edwina will be at the horse races accompanied by another lord, Anthony takes his family and manage, manages to, or tries to like integrate himself with like Edwina and her family. Queen Charlotte plans to use Edwina to unmask Lady Whistledown and invites the Sharmas to the palace. Benedict entertains the prospect of studying art and at a soiree hosted by Lady Danbury, Anthony impresses Edwina with a speech. And then episode two ends with Madame Delacroix catching Penelope at a market. Episode two for me is when it started to really ramp up. I felt like episode one was just like kind of laying the ground, which yep. is fine, right? That's the job of the first episode but the second episode i was like okay finally there are stakes i can feel tension like there's it's like building up and i was like yes i love it literally so i have to first say that they open up this episode with kind of like a montage of both like the bridgertons and the sharmas and they're like talking and stuff and Antony goes, every rose has its thorn. And he's like determined to like take out the thorn because he's talking about Kate, who's the Mm -hmm. thorn. And like he like looks so determined. And I was like, yes, yes. (laughs) I'm so excited. Like I saw that. I was like, yeah, you're going to take out the thorn. (laughs) Yeah, you are. (laughs) You will. You will. And then moving on to the horse races, when Mr. Dorset approached Kate and I think it was Lady Danbury or maybe her mom. He approached and he was like, oh, I was hoping to speak with you Mm -hmm. instead of her sister. And I like gasped because I was like, same. (gasps) I was like, (gasps) someone wants to talk to her. The (laughs) old hag. (laughs) The old hag. Another thing for the horse races. When they're arguing about which horse will win and Anthony goes, you think too much. And then Kate goes, you too little. I dive. I was like, (laughs) their chemistry and banter is so funny. It's so funny. I don't even understand how, like, I fully believe they're in love. Like, I don't. Yes. No. Yeah. I just like, I can't believe that their chemistry was that great. I know. I just. It blew my mind. <laughs> I, honestly. I think this is the first time that we meet Theo at the print shop. Oh, and yeah. And I immediately fell in love. Immediately same, fell same. in love. I was like, he's cute. He's smart. He's everything that Eloise wants. And I'm like, uh-huh. oh, my God. He deserves I, everything. You know? And I felt just a little something right away. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my gosh. Because we've never seen Eloise even give anyone the time of day yes. or thought. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I love that. So I think this is after the horse race. And at one point, you know, Antony is still trying to, like, woo Edwina. And he brings Edwina a horse and but then he gets like a bunch of stuff wrong and you can <laughs> tell she's talking about the book yes you can tell that edwina is like oh thanks for the horse like it's really weird and then kate is so smug being like yeah it's from a book you would have known if you talked to her and you listened to her and i was like yes Yes, Kate, that's it. <laughs> okay, I felt like she was being so harsh, though. I was like, he got a freaking horse. Like, he's <laughs> trying, and you're just crapping on him. Like, I don't know. 
Okay. <laughs> yes. Yes, but no. Because I, I think I definitely understand where Kate is coming from. Like she oh, really sure. wants, she really wants to protect her sister, and it's like very clear that like Antony doesn't listen to her and like what she wants. Sure. And like she knows that Edwina won't be satisfied with Antony. Sure. So I'm like, a part of me is like, okay, no, that makes sense. That makes okay. sense that you know. Fair. She was talking about a horse from a book. And you said you you wanted yeah, someone who read, you know? <laughs> the second episode kind of ends with like this poetry reading that Lady Danbury puts on for Oh yes, Edwina. all the suitors. Yes, yeah. yeah, for Edwina to meet all these suitors and all these guys, right? I don't know about you, but I was like so annoyed with Antony at this point. One, he not like he took benedict's poem which is gorgeous by the way Mm -hmm. but he took it trying to like act like it was his own and then he's like trying so hard to be someone that he's not that like i kind of just felt like very embarrassed for him i was just like if you could just like act yourself and not try as hard it would be easier but he i don't know i feel like he's such on a high pedestal at this point in episode Mm -hmm. two where i was like dude you just need to chill the f out I understand all of that. Yeah. I just feel like I have so much empathy for Antony now that it's hard for me Got it. to discuss these episodes now. Oh, yes. In the like lens of like having known everything else now. Yes. You know what I mean? And like, I actually feel like it was good that he ended up not taking Benedict's poem as his yeah. own and like threw it in the fire or whatever. Yeah. But I get what you're saying. He was fully trying too hard and trying to like impress Edwina to the point where he wasn't being himself. So I agree oh, with yeah. you there. Yeah. And I will say, though, at the end of episode two, I was like really, really annoyed with him. Beginning of episode three completely switched. Like it was just like a, a switch in me. Yep. I was like, oh, hold on. Wait a second. <laughs> That's how episode two ends. Okay, so time to start episode three. Here is my synopsis. Again, I haven't read this since I watched it, so who's to say what it will <laughs> be? The episode begins with a 10 years flashback to the death of the Bridgerton father. We get a glimpse into the trauma Antony has faced. The Featheringtons are hatching a plan to save their family, and Daphne returns with her baby. The Sharmas arrive to the Bridgerton home. Daphne seems to catch on that there's something between Antony and Kate but still tends to Edwina. Then there is a game of croquet that reveals a lot. Antony and Kate have a lot of emotions and past thoughts brought up. We mm-hmm. really get a background on why Antony is the way he is and why he believes what he believes. The Featheringtons have dinner with Lord Featherington and a potential suitor for him. That is the synopsis. So it's interesting that you said episode two is where you feel like a lot of stuff happening. Mm-hmm. I agree to some degree but episode yeah. four was when I was like holy crap which we I will get to but. I agree it did it did like ramp up I feel like there was no point of return after episode three like you, things yes. just kind of like kept going and going and going and that it got so bad but yeah no I, I agree with you well and it's interesting we're talking about like Antony and understanding him more because of the way episode three begins yeah with like how we see that he witness his dad dying by the mm-hmm. bee sting yeah and like the fact that he witnessed it and then his mother is over here crying mm-hmm. and then he has to manage everything and everyone's in his face right away yeah. he didn't even have time to like process, process what happened yeah. yeah and so from that point on i was like i fully understand why you feel such a 
deep need to like take care of everybody. Do you want to see my thought process and my notes for the sure. beginning of episode three? I say yes. one random, but love that we got to see the dad for the first time immediately after. Oh my God, this turned so dramatic, <laughs> so epic fast. And literally after that, I say, oh, oh he died in her arms. OMG, I'm crying. It was <laughs> like so sad. Like it flipped yes. so fast. It's so freaking fast mm-hmm. i was not prepared for it no i wasn't either yeah. i i thought we were just gonna get like a little like background into what the father was like yeah antony and his relationship yeah. that kind of thing i'm sorry the featheringtons throughout this entire season i was like what are you doing with your life the fact mm-hmm. that they're now trying to set up the cousins i don't care if you're fourth cousins i don't care yeah. if you're whatever no i thought that was really weird i was like oh is that really happening like oh okay i guess like whatever and penelope fully thinks it's weird too oh like yeah. she she's just sitting there rolling her eyes the whole time which it gets even worse as the season goes on mm-hmm. which we will talk about that so when daphne comes in with her baby it just made me smile so much and yeah. ellie's trying to hold the baby killed me because she fully was like i do not know what to do with this infant didn't she say like like everyone was like oh like Eloise come see the baby and Eloise like has he changed since the last time I seen him (laughs) didn't she say that I don't know maybe she did I don't remember that but she could have okay maybe she did because I have her comic quote has he changed since I've seen him last (laughs) (laughs) she's so funny like such a smart ass (laughs) and then Colin holds the baby and is so sweet with it and then I wrote right after that Colin is my favorite I think oh I don't know what it is because he's definitely not the cutest but Mm -hmm. I think he just yeah I don't know anyways (laughs) I am such a Colin fan I'm that's what I'm calling them penelope Wait, and colin their ship name <laughs> yeah i'm making it now their okay. ship name is Pollen. so i love okay. them anyways okay and then antony comes in and he literally is looking for kate to talk to first mm-hmm. like i i'm just like why are you being stupid about this you know what was really telling too it's a comment in my document but i don't know when it happens but when daphne mistakes kate for Edwina like that was very telling to me yes wait I literally have that as a note right after that it says Daphne calling Kate Edwina I'm dying see Daphne sees it holy crap yes like right before the croquet game right yes yeah and I was just like wow that's like very telling to like see you know the chemistry and like they're drawn together that like Daphne can tell Okay, I said, Anthony is in such a rush to get married. Ugh, just listen to your mom and take your time. Um, but then right after that, I, I go so back and forth with Anthony because I'm like, stop being such a hard head. Just like take your time, like just deal with your emotions and listen to your emotions for one moment. Yeah. Because, oh, and also this is really hard because Daphne and Kate got along so well right off the bat. And I, I know. And it just wasn't the same vibe with Edwina in the family. And so that was just really, I'm, really hard. I'm so happy that like they did that. And you know what? It's probably in the book as well. But I'm happy they did that because it's so very apparent who Anthony should be with. Yes, and so he apparent. denies it the entire freaking season. Mm-hmm. But it's just like so apparent, and I love it because it's such a good contrast to like what he's thinking and like what he's denying. 
I love yep. it. And I said, Kate likes a competition and Enrita doesn't. Ugh, Kate fits better. Oh, mm-hmm. I died when Kate chose Anthony's mallet and yeah. Anthony was stuck with the little like miniature thing. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I was dying. I died when she teased him about it and she was like, he can't perform without his familiar tools. Like, and his childhood blanket. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Like, they're so good together. You're telling me that they're not supposed to be together? They're Literally. so good together, though. Come on. <laughs> and also, everything in the season would have been avoided had Antony just not gone for Edwina right away. Like, I know. okay, go off, I guess. This whole croquet game, I just loved it so much. Like, when Kate shot Antony's ball into the woods, and mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, it was so funny. And Edwina leaves the game because she feels that something is off. And I, I feel so bad for her because she's so kind. But I'm also like, you feel something's off right away. I like, know. Why aren't you listening to your gut? I know. And I felt so bad for her because you could just like immediately tell that that was not her vibe. Like that game oh. was just not it for her. And I was like, oh, that kind of sucks. And like, Antony was like being very nice about it, being like, mm-hmm. hey, like I can, I can go back with you and, you know, we can just go and do whatever but mm-hmm. she was like no 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 you finish the game and I was just like oh god that I sucks know. oh I know I know I know I know mm-hmm. so then the part where they're in the mud mm-hmm. let me just read you my stream of consciousness quick. okay I said OMG are they gonna smooch in the woods not the balls in the same spot Anthony watching her in the mud just killed me her getting stuck in the mud ha 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 they fell in the mud together I knew it he 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 they flirty and laughing <laughs> And it was just like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Oh my oh. Mine's literally the same, Theo. Yeah, so. literally. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that scene. And the fact that they like laugh together when both of them are not laughers. Yes. I was just I, like, okay. I thought that was so precious. I was like, wow. Like, I, I felt like that was the first genuine interaction between them. And I was like, wow, same. this is like great, you know? Yep. So one of the things that I said, I was talking about how Kate was explaining to Antony that she really just wants her sister to be happy. Mm-hmm. And like, and I literally wrote, yeah, what's the matter is that Anthony likes you and the game is over because he likes you. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh my gosh, like it's so apparent to yeah. us, but not them. But then again, we get another flashback scene of Antony mm-hmm. having to be there when his mom was in labor. Uh-huh. And like, I just... He he was the only one responsible for anything. I like sobbed during this and like flashback. Same. And the fact that they were like, choose between your mom and your sibling. Like, are you kidding me? And what what hurts the most though is when she goes like I, I didn't write it down, but I think she goes like, this isn't even a choice. If Edmund yeah. was here, Edmund would choose me yeah. because he loved me. And I was like, <gasps> god this is so, so traumatic like so traumatic and so holy sad. crap oh so sad and you could you could just see Anthony shut down you could yeah. just see like his mom's words processing in his head and being like holy crap i am way over my head right now right? you know Man, this this episode was a lot of everything and I just can't. Oh, yeah. Okay. There's this conversation between Antony and Edwina in the living room or whatever. And that was the first time that I noticed anything natural between them. And I was like, okay, maybe I could see oh, this yeah. being like tolerated from both of their ends. I wrote, Anthony is such a liar. He likes Kate. I'm over this BS. I, I, because <laughs> it's just like, okay, come on now. 
which brother was it? I think it was Benedict who yep. took all the drugs. Oh my like gosh. Like, it is she. Yeah. <laughs> He's so funny. Oh yeah. my gosh. I have a huge note about that too. Literally all in caps. Ha ha ha. When Benedict downed the whole powder in his tea, yes. LMAO. And then I do say that like, I think you've mentioned it before, but like season two, I feel like a lot of the side characters have mm -hmm. their own arcs. And I like, I just like loved it. I loved it Same. so much. Okay, another just random little note. I love that Kate and Eloise get along. Like, I love it. I just love their interaction. That was so unexpected for me. But then after, like, kind of seeing, like, what their plans are and, like, their thoughts, I was like, oh, yeah, that's a given, you know? Right? Like, of course yeah. they get along. I know. Yeah. Because once you see them interact, you're like, oh, that relationship makes complete sense. Yes. Yeah. I wrote this, but I don't remember the scene. So maybe you can help me remember. I okay. wrote Daphne again at the dinner table, calling stuff out and noticing Anthony and Kate enough already. Um, I don't know. Does Daphne really call them out? I don't remember. There was a dinner scene, I think, but I'm yeah. thinking of a different dinner scene. Oh, same. <laughs> yeah. uh, yes. Before we think he's going to propose, he makes eye contact with Kate at that dinner table. I'm like, yeah. what are you literally doing? I think that's what was so frustrating for me this season is that like I can I can see you and I can see what you're thinking, but you are wholeheartedly denying it, like flat yep. out denying it when literally everyone can see it. And I was just Literally. like, really, dude, why do you have to keep doing that? Like, it doesn't make sense. But I think in this episode, too, we get to understand Antony's wound more, which, again, mm -hmm. I think as the season progresses, I understand Antony more. So it's like, OK, I, so I guess I guess you have a reason to like act that way. I think mm -hmm. in this episode, I don't know what conversation it was, but it was basically him saying that like he doesn't want to be the cause of pain like his father yeah. was to his mother. And that's when it clicked for me. I was like, oh, oh, oh that makes sense. It's you all know? the trauma. Exactly. It's all the trauma. And then the fact that he didn't propose, I was yeah. shook. I really thought he was going to propose in that moment. Oh, God. And you could see Edwina's face drop. Yeah. I and was then, I felt so bad for her. And Edwina crying broke my heart. Yeah. And Kate is such a good sister. I know. I well, love I love their like sisterly bond up until yeah. a certain episode. Yep. When he mm -hmm. would get there. <laughs> Let's not get ahead of it. Yeah. Okay. I I got really excited when benedict was accepted to the art thing because i was just like and he was just so happy to tell yeah. everyone and everything it was so cute also he was so high off his ass at dinner it was hilarious <laughs> i literally said how funny he was i said the one brother being high is killing me yes. i didn't figure out his name was benedict until this episode oh okay no that's I fine there's know. there's a lot of characters so oh my gosh so many then Kate gets stung by the bee. <laughs> Anthony is there and he's like, are you okay? Are you okay? And she's like, what? And then she puts her hand like on her chest and yeah. like all these things. And I was like, the look on his face broke me. Me too. Like he deserves me an too. Oscar for that performance. Because yeah. holy crap. He is such a good actor. Like I mm -hmm. was just in awe of like all of his acting throughout this entire season. But I agree that scene was so heartbreaking for me because you could see all the trauma come back up. Yes, everything came yeah. back. It was almost like he was looking at his dad. I know. Oh, 
my god it was so yeah but i think that's pretty much where the episode ends i could be wrong um but yeah Yeah. but then um i thought they were gonna smooch but then they didn't and then the horse interrupted them and then yeah it is what it is yeah so that's (laughs) end of the episode all right moving on to episode four this one is called victory so i will start off with the synopsis Guests begin arriving at Aubrey Hall for the Bridgerton Ball. Unaware of their mutual attraction, Edwina encourages Kate to spend time with Antony, thinking Kate's disapproval keeps him from proposing. Kate goes on a hunt with the men, where she and Antony share another physical moment. Colin visits Marina, now Lady Crane, and meets her new husband. Daphne tries to get to know Edwina, but is unconvinced that she is a good match for Antony. Portia, who is Lady Featherington, arranges for Jack and Prudence to be caught alone to force them into a marriage, but Jack reveals that he is secretly penniless and had been planning to marry Cressida for her fortune. Daphne catches Antony and Kate in a compromising position in the library and urges Antony to be honest with his feelings. As the Sharmas prepare to depart for London, Antony proposes to Edwina, and she says yes. This This episode... episode crazy crazy it might be one of my favorites out of all yeah. of them just because of how much happened and everything just gets like blown up yes no everything literally everything just gets 10 times worse yep. and you're like holy crap to start off i love that penelope is working with the modis now so like madame yes. de la croix yes. i love that because i i didn't see it coming but i was like wait that is so smart you and know? that makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah. And then also, too, I think in this season, the Lady Whistledown storyline was so good. And there were so <gasps> many so stakes. Good. And, like, it, there was, like, so much tension. I was just, like, in awe of, like, how much they really, like, stepped their game up from, like, season one to season two. Mm-hmm. Especially now that we all know that Penelope is, like, uh, Lady Whistledown. Yep. I loved it too. And it yeah. was so interesting to see how it all works. Like, again, I think I said that yeah. in the first episode, but yep. like, wow. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. Okay, there's just like this random quote <laughs> or like a note. I think it's when Kate and Edwina are like talking in the bedroom and Kate says like, oh, I can see how he can engage someone. Me too, girl. I can see that too. Because they're talking about Antony or something mm-hmm. like I'm engaged. Like, me too. Me too. I'm like, no. Moving on to the like the hunting scene. I think it was so funny when Edwina was like, "Oh yeah, like Kate is a great shot," and then Antony goes, "Of course she is." Like, ah, like you know it too, Antony. You know he, it. Oh my gosh, it's just like one thing after another. It's yes. like he's trying so hard to not Literally. think about it, and then he she does all these things that are just like the most attractive thing to him ever. Oh, hundred percent. He cannot yes. handle himself. Yes, I love it. I love it. Another random note, in this hunting scene, Kate is so incredibly smart and I feel like it just like makes her all the more attractive because mm-hmm. she points out like there are tracks in the clover and she makes it a big deal. She's like, well, like the tracks are here. Like, why can't we follow it? I was like, yeah, Antony, why can't we follow it? Listen to the girl. Like she knows what she's doing. Um, oh my God. I know what you're going to say. I'm going <laughs> to um, this might have been one of my favorite moments. I'm not joking. I screamed. Okay, wait. Is it the one where like they're arguing in the 
in the woods and she steps over the log and she brings up her dress and she's oh, no okay but okay so i know what you're talking about but she steps okay. over the log and she brings up her dress that you can see her entire leg and her like stockings mm-hmm. and like Antony's just like standing there being like oh my god did i just see that and i was like yeah kate you are yeah. a tease and you know what you're doing i love it but then the next thing is when he shows her how to hold the gun and it was just like oh my god like all of these little touches in season two were killing me they how, were so crazy. How did like, they have that effect on me? Okay, yeah. but here's the thing. It's not the fact that he was like showing her the gun. It was the fact that she was like, no, I can do it. And he was like, no, let me show you. And just like made her do it. Yes. And I was like, holy crap. I, just, like, I literally love that moment so yeah. much. I just like all the more reason to like get them close. I was like, right? yay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now I am on my soapbox about Colin. So I don't oh. like Colin. At the end of season two, I have determined that I do not like him. I think he was just pissing me off. Okay. Well, here's <laughs> the thing. Let's just give him a little time no. to mature. No. See, no. He should not be doing the things that he is doing with how young he is. Like, it's very clear that he doesn't know what he's doing. So he just he should just sit down. Like, don't. Just don't do anything, dude. Because it's very clear that you don't have the capability to take on this much responsibility. And I think that's what was frustrating to me. Okay. <laughs> sorry. I, I'm sorry. It just like it's kept, fine. It kept building up throughout season two. And by the last episode, I was like, you're done. You're done. <laughs> but here's the thing. Okay. I like him because I see the potential. Okay. I think if they keep doing the seasons and whenever it comes time to be his season, mm-hmm. I think we're going to get such good character development in the future. Yeah. I think you're going to end up liking him. Mark my words, okay. Selena. Okay. I think so too, but right now I do not like him. I think okay. he's very, very good to look at. But, but, he, got, but he had some good moments, which I'll talk about later. I'm not going to get ahead of myself. But, but he had good moments. Okay, but, but in in my eyes, his good moments did not outweigh his bad ones. Okay, well, honestly, though, I will say in the last episode. Yes! I, okay, but I know exactly gonna, what you're yeah, talking about. Okay, but we're not going <laughs> to say that yet. Okay. okay, okay. <gasps> Anyways, back to Colin. Yeah. So. I think he gets a pretty bad wake up call when he goes uh, visits um, Marina. Mm -hmm. I love that we like we did go back to visit Marina and like where she is. Yeah. But I I also love that like she she like mentioned Penelope. And I feel like Marina gave Colin that kick in the ass that he needed. Marina really did open his eyes because I don't I think when he went to go see Lady Crane. He was hoping for like something else like to is there like any possibility? Yeah, Yeah. like a hope. But I was just like it was very, very abrupt for him. And I I'm very happy that we did get to see that wake up call for him. You know? Yeah, me too. Because I think he takes Penelope for granted a lot. Oh, a hundred percent. So much. (laughs) And And I think someone needed to tell him like, Penelope cares about you. Yes. So yes. how about you don't treat her like crap? No, Anyways. I agree. 100%. Mm-hmm. As episode four 
kept going like the tension just kept getting worse and worse and at this point i was like something is about to explode between all of them and i am very stressed Mm -hmm. like that's i was just like waiting feel it coming yes i was just like waiting for it to happen like Mm -hmm. oh my god is it like is it now is it the next scene or whatever you know very on edge Again, the soundtrack is freaking amazing. Dancing on my own. Yes! Played! I screamed because I was like, this is beautiful. <laughs> oh my gosh. I literally need to go on Spotify and add it because yes. I actually enjoy it. Me like, too. I really like it. And then I don't remember what this dance was specifically, but like, I do remember one part where there was like a hand on the heart that they had to do during the dance. And I was like, they did that on purpose because in the last episode, it was like the whole thing with the B too. <laughs> I was like, they're just teasing us. They keep teasing I know, us. They're teasing us. Rude. <laughs> also, just like a general question that I was kind of confused about hmm. in this season. How can Kate be alone with a Viscount? When Cousin Jack couldn't be alone with Prudence and like the orange tree thingy. Is it like the title? Because I'm trying to think of last season because the Duke was alone with Daphne in a room. But like, why is it so scandalous that like Cousin Jack and Prudence had to get married? You know, I genuinely don't know because I was confused about that as well. Okay. Yeah, I really don't understand. Is it maybe because like Cousin Jack and Prudence were like, in front of a crowd maybe because like you know there were like a bunch of different like family households there Mm. um but yeah no i found that so weird too i was like what's the what's the difference like where's the line but yeah going into the like office slash library where (laughs) where i'm sorry i don't know what to do with myself i'm trying to compose myself but i literally can't where holy freak yeah so it's where i think kate goes in first and then Oh, no, no. Antony goes in first and then Kate follows him in. I don't know what they were arguing about. about. It doesn't matter, though, because what matters is what comes next. (laughs) I I don't remember the dialogue specifically, but it was basically like, I think it was him, Antony, saying like, what do I do to you? Kind of like in a menacing tone, but also like, oh, like, I know what I do to you. I I know like the looks that we share. I want you to tell me. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. Also, when they were like leaning in and saying all of those things like, I'm a gentleman and you're a lady and your heart is with my sister. I died because I think that's definitely a kink between them. <laughs> of like, of like, oh, like I know where my position is, but I want you so much that I'm like ready to compromise that. Oh, yeah. They like, like they like the mystery of it or like oh, the, the forbiddenness. Yes. Of it. Yes. I also uh, marked a time mark. So time mark, like 44 minutes in 33 seconds. I had to pause because I was so angry that they always get interrupted with all of their stuff. It happened one more time earlier in this episode, too. Every single time something was going to happen, interrupted. Even in um, episode three after the B and they were leaning in, the horse like came through or whatever. And they like darted off their I know. I was like, really? You really? we need to be interrupted every single freaking time. <laughs> I know. I know. It's so annoying. I will say, though, this position that they were in was very, very compromising when Daphne walked in, though. Because they were, like, this <gasps> close to kissing. I screamed out loud. Me too. I was like, shut up. Me too. Moving on to the conversation with Daphne and Anthony, I 
loved that Daphne brought up the whole garden thing with Simon in comparison to yes. Antony and Kate because it's literally the same thing. Mm. And he was such an ass to her when it happened in season one. And I was yep. like, that's just karma, Antony. That's just karma. It okay? is. <laughs> and I like that Daphne brought it up to be like, yes. I've been there. I get it. But like, yes. get your crap together, dude. Yes. Like, come like, on. Like, you can't be doing this stuff, you know? I know. Oh, my God. And then still in the conversation with Daphne and Antony, I died when he when he I don't know what Daphne said but then Antony shouts like because she's aggravating like dude y'all have the same energy okay like it was just so funny because he was so angry and pissed he was so mad yes (laughs) I think at the end of like their conversation he says I know what I must do the second that he said that I knew he would do the opposite which is so dumb. And I feel like these men in Bridgerton are just so dumb when it comes to love and just actions. And I'm just like, you know what? If you allowed yourself to feel your feelings, maybe we wouldn't be here. You or know, what like- if you just thought to yourself, oh, I like someone, I'll go for that person. Yeah, literally. Yep. Anyways, another thing that I want to talk about as well. So at this point, we're four episodes in. And I feel like for this season in particular, Bridgerton uses a lot of side characters to act as catalysts for the main characters to take action, which is fine, but they do it so much that I'm Mm. very annoyed with it. Like, I want to see Antony act on his own. I want to see Kate act on her own. But it's a lot of, like, Antony does something, then talks to Daphne or his mom. Antony does something and then talks to, like, Daphne again or whatever. Or Kate does something and then talks to Edwina or Lady Danbury, you know? I I was just annoyed with it because I was just like, I understand they need direction, but I'm also just like, act on your own, please. (laughs) I get that and I agree it was a lot of that but I also think it makes sense for their characters because they're both so like by the book do things responsibly for the family like they have to do everything right for everyone else that now that there's something for themselves they almost like don't know how to function with yes Okay. You know what I mean? So you're, they don't know how to act on their own. You are so right. You're literally <laughs> so right now that you put it that way. Also, I forgot to mention in episode one, I had a note that I think Antony is an Enneagram one and a Virgo. Like he cannot chill. Interesting. I think he, he's just so Enne- uptight. I, you're, are you saying you're uptight? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm You're not, a Vir- not literally at all. <laughs> I'm not a Virgo, though. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what a Virgo means. From what I've heard, like Virgos are very, very like organized and stuff. So I'm a rising Virgo. So okay. I project off that like I'm very organized and put together. Whereas my like son, my core, I think, is like Scorpio. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Okay. okay <laughs> so gotcha. I think. So I think Antony just needs to chill. Sure. Yeah. He, oh, he for sure does. I also want to mention that like at this point too with the Featheringtons, so much has already gone wrong. Like literally Mm -hmm. they are just hanging by a thread. Holy crap. This could not get worse. But I will say that their storyline this season is top tier compared (gasps) to season one. So good. So freaking good. But that's what I mean. I feel like this is part of the reason why I like season two better. Because while I love season one so much and like the romance there between Daphne and the Duke like I love that but this season 
we get the enemies to lovers in the best way but we also get all of this side stuff and i really feel like i was fully invested in all of the characters Oh, yeah. Like, I had a better grasp at, like, them and their problems and their, like, desires and stuff. It just made the story and the characters, like, a lot more engaging. And I think it really sets up for, like, the next seasons that they release. Like, I think there's so much to go off of now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There was a look that Lady Danbury gave to Kate when Edwina said that, like, Antony's feelings may be elsewhere. And I was like, oh, yeah, Lady Danbury 100% knows what's happening. Yeah. Everyone can see it. Exactly. Except Edwina, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Which we'll talk about later. Yeah. And then the episode ends with Antony running out of the house, being like, Edwina, wait, will you marry me? And she says yes, and that's literally how the episode ends. I was so mad. <laughs> Me too. You know what's sad too? Auntie Kate came running was... down and he said, wait. And then, wait, Kate I need to talk... talk to you. And Kate was like, oh, sure. And Anthony's like, I wasn't talking to you, Edwina. I was... And I was like, oh, that's sad. That was really hard. Yes, it was very, very hard. Like, I was just like, wow. Wow. <laughs> Anyways, Whoa. that is episode four. Episode five. I... <laughs> okay in this episode i have a timestamp that i'm literally gonna play out loud okay cool so the synopsis the episode begins with flashbacks of some spicy anthony and kate moments as well as the queen agreeing to host the wedding Mm -hmm. then edwina goes wedding dress shopping and we get a look into madame de la croix and penelope's working relationship lady danbury also reminds kate that now they're betrothed can't can't do anything about the situation after that eloise goes to a lecture about women's rights and freedom and meets theo well meets theo yeah but like they officially like become friends (laughs) um then anthony follows okay then anthony falls in the water and he looks hot so it's important Further, I don't know why I wrote that. Further, Benedict meets a painter who is also the naked model. Mm. Which, okay, I hated that storyline. But anyways, Anthony's mom then speaks with Anthony about setting an example for his siblings by marrying for something other than love. We also get a glimpse into the Sharma's family drama. Then everything blows up. Then, Kate and Anthony confess their affection for each other. Edwina and Kate also have a heart-to-heart about what Edwina feels and deserves now that she's a woman. The episode ends with Kate begging him to marry Edwina. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one was packed. Like, holy crap. <laughs> okay. I, I'm telling you, it just gives, it keeps getting worse That's and worse. What, I, it, like, my heart rate was so high. Same, same. I could not handle it. Literally, in the way this episode begins i literally wrote in all caps why are pinkies so sexy all of a sudden it's i like, literally am barely breathing they literally go like this and oh. it's the hand flex you can see his like yes. little his like finger move just a little bit I was like, oh my god which why does that affect us yeah it's insane i gotta say i love antony in that copper tub just yeah yeah he looks and good i love that benedict shows up to the art school and just looks genuinely so yeah. happy to be there but i did not love the whole relationship with the model and the painter 
I, I mean, just felt like it was kind of immature and just like so much of what he has done before that I want something different for his like romance. That's why I wasn't surprised about his storyline this sure. season because I feel like it's so normal for him. So I was okay with it. Knowing that this season isn't focused on him, I was just like, oh, that's that's very Benedict. Like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, cool. Like, he's just gonna yeah. do this thing. And I was fine with it. Plus, I was just like really happy that he was happy. Like, he genuinely yeah. looked really, really happy there. He did. Yeah. The next scene, when Kate goes in and he's like looking at the wedding ring and trying to get it resized. And then he puts it on he her. He puts it on her finger. And the way he like rubs her finger like that, I was like, what is going on? I knew it. The second that he walked in with that jeweler i was like they're gonna put the the ring um yep. on her finger it's yep. on her finger <laughs> like, and then it gets freaking stuck yes. i was like okay i saw this coming yes. i can't handle it like it was so awkward when edwina Literally. came in and she's like oh yeah like here's the ring and they're like oh the ring's oh like God. oh here you go edwina like i was like ah. oh, <laughs> yeah. it's literally painful yeah I'm not sure if this is where this happened, so correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. But I think this is when Lady Danbury sees Kate on the balcony and Lady Danbury really talks to Kate, like, in very vague terms, yeah. but just about, like, the fact that Kate really cannot do anything about the situation now and talking about how it would become a scandal and all of these things. And just, I think Kate really knows that at this point she yeah. messes up and she's like, I don't know how much I should tell Edwina. I really got myself yes. in this mess and I have no idea what what the right thing is to do at this point i think you're right that that does come after because i do yes. remember that and just like yep. seeing kate feeling so lost like i felt really bad for her me too and it's very unlike her to be lost yes exactly so i feel like that was a huge moment for her kate ends up talking to that one guy who ends up being anthony's friend which mr. i was dorset yes mrs mr dorset and yes. anthony was so jealous like fuming jealousy like i could not handle it it was like the slow-mo of of like him looking at her i was like oh dude you have it bad you You have it bad bad. and you know what was worse too is that lady bridgerton noticed Mm -hmm. she could see that he wasn't in tune with the conversation that she was having with Edwina about their freaking wedding and that was like I think the first hint for Lady Bridgerton of like oh when she was like oh yes dang yeah yep 100% that's so important you're so right when Anthony shoves a guy out of the way to help her out of the boat and then all of a sudden they fall in the water yeah and he's so angry and the way he gets out with like pulling his tie (laughs) off I was like, ah! Yes! Literally, it's just something about him angrily taking off his clothes like just hits different you know it does, it does. i don't know what it is it just really oh my god yeah i made a note that said the fact the mother is plotting to get edwina to call off the engagement what mother was that because i remember there was a conversation it would be a scandal if he ended the engagement or something happened but if yes. you called it off it wouldn't be as big of a deal yes because i think it was after she realized how he looked at kate and he wasn't Mm. in tuned and i think she called him out saying that if you call it off she'll she'll be ruined but we don't want to do that because edwina is really really nice so now we need to convince edwina to call it off herself and then it will salvage both of their images i think that's what it was yeah i think you're right you're right then the sheffields come to dinner 
this scene is insane I felt so bad for Mama Sharma. You could tell her parents were just absolutely awful to oh her. Oh my God, yeah. Never stood behind her, never supported her mm-hmm. decisions, like nothing. And I just felt so bad for her and I hated them eventually. But then I did really like how Antony stood up for them. I yes. loved it. I was like, now that's attractive, okay, Antony? Yep. <laughs> that's that's what attractive. we need to see from you, standing up for what's right. <laughs> that That's what makes you the Viscount. Anything yes. else you've been doing doesn't, but this yeah. does make you the Viscount. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> um, okay. Okay, I have a question, though. Yes. Did Kate and Edwina's mom not know about the contingency about Edwina's marriage? Was it just I- Kate who knew? I think it was, and I had okay. thought previous to that moment that the mom was in on it, too. Me, too. Me, too. But I guess she was not, I know, which I was very surprised I know, about. that's why her mom, like, storms out of the room really angry, too. And I was like, wait, I thought you knew of the plan, too, but I think it was just Kate. So mm-hmm. I was kind of confused there. At this point, after everything blows up, mm-hmm. Kate and Antony find themselves together mm-hmm. again. This part made me lose my mind <laughs> me too. lose my mind me too the things that he says oh oh okay let's just listen to this okay okay tell me if you can hear this right my every yep. objection my tired and now you intend to cast her aside why and do not talk to me of dowry sir for we both know you have no need of it so tell me what has she done she has done nothing it is you you have made this match impossible. But I am leaving for India. And it is not far enough. <laughs> Do you think that there is a corner of this earth that you could travel to far away enough to free me from this torment? I am a gentleman. My father raised me to act with honor, but that honor is hanging by a thread that grows more precarious with every moment I spend in your presence. <laughs> you are the bane of my existence. <laughs> object of all my desires <laughs> night and day i dream of you and what i do you even know all the ways a lady can be seduced <laughs> the things i could teach you okay i'm gonna pause it there even though mm-hmm. it keeps going a little bit i lost my mind i lost my mind that's the, literally the, the hottest thing he could have said. Like, <laughs> the most attractive thing. Like, are you kidding me? Like, you are driven so insane by her that India is not even the farthest that she can go to, like, rid you of it, like, of it, like in, in his mind or whatever. You know? Like, oh, my god! And the way he said the things I could teach. Or the I, things I could yeah my favorite quote is that like you're the bane of my existence and the object of all my <gasps> desires like i was like dude dude holy shit literally my favorite scene my favorite yeah, scene it, it's so the tension yeah. Oh. oh yeah and then i literally wrote a note about how they literally because they refuse to smooch but mm-hmm. they're just sitting there breathing so close to each other i'm like mm-hmm. Okay, Kate talks to Edwina again, and Edwina says that she loves him. And I think that is when Kate was like, holy 
crap. Yeah. Because that's not just like a, an arrangement. Mm-hmm. That is like Edwina loves him. I Although know. I think that Edwina doesn't truly love him because she doesn't know what that is yet. Yeah. But I think she fully believed that she did love him. This moment just made me really sad because I was like, wow. Like, I don't think, I don't I think Kate or anyone else knew how much Edwina was so in love with mm-hmm. Antony until she actually said it. And I think that's when everything came to realization for Kate. And she was like, yeah. this needs to stop. You know, yep. I made a note here randomly that Eloise and Theo have really good back and forth, but because yes. they just do. But I just love them. They're so cute. Yes. Then there's this montage towards the end of the episode. And all of a sudden, Benedict is like fully naked with the model girl. Mm. Just like I was like, where did that come yeah. from? Like, I don't. I, I thought that was so random and unnecessary. I was like, what is happening right now? Antony and Kate see each other out riding. And Antony is like, I'll end it with Edwina. I'll do it. I will do it. And then he's like, it'll be as if we never met. And then and then Kate was like begging him to marry her yeah. because that's what has to happen. And I was literally crying because Antony yeah. would do anything with Kate. The only reason that Antony went through with it was because Kate told him to. I remember like screaming at the TV literally because there's this really long pause after Kate begs for Antony to marry Edwina and there's this long 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 pause and we're on on Antony's face and I thought for a second that he was going to just kiss her that he was just going to like break down and finally Mm -hmm. kiss her but then that's when he was like okay fine like I'll I'll marry Edwina and we'll never talk about this again or whatever and I was like are you freaking kidding me I know I was so mad (laughs) because I thought they were gonna kiss too me too and they didn't (laughs) so anyways but that is the end of the episode all right moving on to episode six this one is called the choice and here's a synopsis preparations are underway for antony and edwina's wedding edwina feels that antony does not love her daphne tries to steer antony into calling it off to no avail kate offers her own mother's bracelets for edwina to wear but her sister tells her to wear them instead at the wedding, Kate and Antony cannot help but stare at each other. When Kate drops her bracelet, Ant- Antony rushes to help her. Edwina realizes there is more to their relationship and runs away from the altar. A furious Queen Charlotte has a guest stay in the garden as Edwina composes herself. Kate tries to explain herself to Edwina, and Anthony confirms he is intent on the marriage. Edwina eventually decides that she cannot marry him. Kate and Antony are left alone in in the church and kiss and then in the chaos lady danbury and violet reconcile violet is lady bridgerton and then jack makes potential business connections and eloise takes the opportunity to visit theo again this episode was wild wild dude it's crazy i thought episode four and five were like crazy this was even more crazy i was like this is so dramatic there's so much shit happening like i was like "Ah." but this is what we mean by like it just gets more and more and more and you don't know how much more can happen but then all of a sudden yeah i'm sad that simon aka duke of hastings was not in season two because Mm. i am convinced he would have whipped anthony into shape 
he yep. would have just given him so much shit and yep. i was like that's what anthony needs like unfortunately mm-hmm. he has all these women telling him what to do and knowing anthony he's not gonna freaking listen to them mm-hmm. so i'm like okay what does he need he needs a man to tell him to do these things and i feel like the duke of hastings would have been absolutely perfect but i also yeah, feel true. like it might have been a little too easy you know in a way yeah, i think so too and i actually really like that it was daphne like sharing that yeah Antony and Daphne's conversation in the room. I don't remember. I think this is before the wedding and Daphne's kind of, you know, trying to talk trying her out of like it. Trying like a last again. ditch effort. Yeah. And one thing that like really, really put like a dagger in my heart is when she says, all these decisions you make don't make us respect you. It makes us pity you. And oh. I was like, holy crap, that is Antony's biggest fear and Daphne yes, just confirmed it and I just I just felt so bad but I was also like wow Daphne is kind of right though like and mm-hmm. it, it was just like a wake-up call for Antony and again I felt bad but I was like I, I think he needed to hear it agree agree mm-hmm. Edwina and Kate are getting ready and um <sighs> Kate gives her the bracelets to wear and it's like her mother's bracelets which is like so adorable and then Edwina goes oh I can't wear the bracelets because I don't want to feel like I'm taking what is rightfully yours and I was like "Ooh, is that a parallel to Anthony <laughs> like oh my it God. was a parallel to Anthony but she didn't know that it oh was. no she didn't yeah mm-hmm. I was like ah. okay let's dive into this freaking wedding oh Oh my gosh. First of all, sign of the times playing. I yes! passed away. I passed was away. like, what a song. Because that yes! song is like a sign of the ending, yes! you know? And it's like, holy crap. I know. Perfect choice. Perfect literally, choice. Literally. I screamed when I saw that and I heard that that was playing. <laughs> Antony's face when Kate walked out, like I thought that was the bride. I thought that was so the bride. Yes. <laughs> nope it was just kate i know because it's just like that should have been them exactly exactly which then goes into my next comment because then anthony has all of these visions of the church cleared out and it's just him and kate and she's in a wedding dress and they're getting married and i was like dude are you kidding me are you (laughs) literally kidding me like daphne literally just told you to call it off like i just Ugh, I was so what frustrated. What else do you need at this exactly. point? Exactly. Exactly. Like you are having your own doubts. You Literally. know. And even if you end up not with Kate, why are you gonna do that? Exactly. Timestamp: twenty-one minutes in, fifty-four seconds. I said, I effing paused because I couldn't handle. She was fidgeting with her bracelet, and it fell off. And of course, he goes, he goes out to put it on her like the dude that he is and then I said at this point I'm annoyed because he did this to himself kind of going back to the Mm -hmm. idea of like his vision you know of like seeing him marrying her and in that moment you could read it all over Edwina's face oh yeah and she just the wheels were turning yeah she figured it all out yes (laughs) I was like I can't believe she just figured it out from that small movement, but I'm also surprised that it took her this long to figure it out, you know? Yeah, seriously. So, I mean... Well, she I, even said that. She was like, 
Or what did she say? I forget the quote she said, but she's like, am I the only one who didn't see this? Yes. I think that's in episode seven. But yeah, she does oh, say my that. bad. No, yeah. you're good. You're good. So then Edwina needs a moment and she rushes out of that church. Next scene, Edwina's acting was freaking amazing in this confrontation scene. <sighs> I was in awe of her. I could yep. feel that anger. I was mm-hmm. like holy crap yep you know because her whole world just crashed around her and you could feel it like it was visceral yes i was just so in awe of her performance Mm -hmm. and then literally just a random note in the middle of this like confrontation scene i say eloise is so in love with theo ha 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 it's adorable (laughs) (laughs) it's literally it's in the the middle of all my caps just like (laughs) random one-line comments like what the heck I love it. I love it, though. <laughs> Antony comes in to talk to Edwina, mm-hmm. and this conversation does not go well. Basically, she says, I still wonder whether it is the marriage or me that you truly want. And I was like, frick, yes, yes Edwina. Girl. Because he's yes. been treating her like a business deal, and I'm so yep. happy that Edwina finally called it out, and she could finally see it as well, you know? Yes, 100%. And I'm really proud of her for standing up for oh, herself, yeah. too. And then it gets worse. Edwina goes, he, Antony says something, and then Edwina goes, because you love me? And he goes, I understand you. Antony, baby, that was not the right answer. Like, that but was also, not the right answer. But also, maybe he just didn't want to lie anymore. You Good know point. what I mean? Like, Good I point. Think, I think he was like, I cannot, after everything that's just happened, yeah. I can't tell you I love you when I don't. Yes, I totally agree. But then you know what? I felt bad because we all knew what Edwina wanted from the start. She wanted yep. true love. And it's mm-hmm. like Antony kind of knew Took that, that especially yeah. yes especially because kate told anthony multiple times where it's mm-hmm. like you are not courting her like you will yep. never ever court her mm-hmm. i was just i just felt really really bad when kate walked out of the closet i knew he would be right there and of course he was right there and oh he i knew it too her. he follows her into the closet i don't know what they do but my comment is stop it with these touches like all these like little touches that they do I know. you know and like when he stopped her from going out the door i was like yes and then crap. and then he said he said wait and there was like a pause and then kate was like no and leaves i was like I love that scene so much. She's like, get out of this. This is my place of refuge. And he's like, it's literally my house. But okay, let's let's (laughs) chat. Anyways, okay. Next scene, I think, is Edwina and Kate in the room. I think there's like another confrontation scene. Mm -hmm. I don't remember what Kate's speech was, but I said that it was beautiful and heartbreaking. But that Mm -hmm. I do agree with Edwina saying that like, you know, she's a grown woman. She can make her decisions. And if she mm-hmm. decides to marry Antony today, it will please her and only her. It will not benefit mm-hmm. anyone else. And I was like, yes, girl. Yes, you go, girl. girl. Like, oh, my gosh. I, I definitely felt for Edwina throughout yeah. the whole episode because I understand her anger. But I also am like such a Kate stand that I'm like, I understand yeah. her perspective. And like, yeah, she Ah, it's like hard. It's like, can you really fault her? Like she really was doing what she thought. You I know, know what I mean? And I know. So, but I did feel bad for Edwina. And I was really happy that she, again, like I said earlier, stood up for herself. And I like was like, finally. But I also feel like she, 
not that all of this needed to happen, but I feel mm-hmm. like Edwina needed something to finally find her like voice and her confidence yeah. in like making her own decisions. Not saying that like she wasn't confident before, but it was definitely like I could definitely tell she was like on puppet strings. Yep. And like this episode it just like finally snapped and she was 100%. like I'm done, you know. Yep. Okay. <laughs> All in caps, I say, what is happening between Cousin Jack and Lady Featherington? Ha ha ha, I'm so confused and weirded out. Question mark, question mark, question mark. Why Why did that have to be a part of the plot? That was so gross and made no sense. I was like, what is going on? It's so weird. So weird. I was like, I guess? Like, I I don't. Oh, okay. Anyways, I said that I was happy that... Colin and Penelope had their moment outside. I think he kind of like mentions like Marina and like saying how Marina was right and how Penn is like so reliable and such a great friend, yada, yada, yada. I was like, finally, like you can see Penelope for what she is. But also going back to my um, point that I said before, like these Bridgerton men are so frustrating even though they are mm-hmm. very attractive they are also very very frustrating if your head wasn't so far up your ass Colin you would have seen it like <laughs> Penelope has been there this entire time Literally. okay Ugh. anyways I but I was happy that he finally like got to that point and then acknowledged Penelope you know yeah I agree I agree yeah. I think it's when Edwina meets Antony and Kate in the chapel in the church and it's just the two of them and she basically says we're not getting married today you know Mm -hmm. and Edwina says you will never meet my eyes in the same manner that you met my sisters on the altar today I gasped so loud I was like oh my you are getting you two both of you are getting called out right now yes I was like you know what Good for you, Edwina, for calling Literally, them out. Literally, good for her. She needed to say something. Yeah. And she did that so perfectly, yes. I thought. Yeah. And you know what? At this point, Kate and Antony deserve it because they've been pretty yep. freaking shitty, you know? Yep. They could have just said, like, really, if people, I don't know, communicated. Yes. All this could have been avoided. Exactly. We quickly jump to um, Eloise and Theo. They're so cute. And I say... Eloise is so awkward when she was asking Theo if like he had thoughts of her too and like and I then loved he, it I know me too and then he like went inside and then he brought the books out and he's like I've read these books and like I thought that you would like them and stuff and I was like that's so cute. I, I feel like I'm getting the vibe that you're a huge Theo and Eloise Yes, fan. yes. The same way that you are with Colin and Penelope. <laughs> Eloise and Theo, I will die for. <laughs> Let's go back to the church with Kate and Antony because the end of this episode is insane. They're standing in the church after Edwina left and mm-hmm. they just, they don't move. And Kate says that she wants to suspend time and she doesn't want to worry about what comes next. And she doesn't want to go outside, you know, and face all these consequences that they're, you know, obviously going to face. She kind of references what Antony um, asked her in the closet. And she says, like, she wishes just to wait. I had to pause because I gasped so hard that I choked on my dinner. Oh my <laughs> when I watched this because I was like, no, you did not just say so you wanted to suspend time. I was, I was losing my crap. Because okay. that's like one of the most like vulnerable or like outright things she's ever said. Yes. And I was like, oh, you, you want this. You yes. Want this. And then after six freaking episodes, they finally kiss and it was 
glorious like you could it see was you could see the tension of them like coming together and like kissing and yeah. like i was like this is amazing <laughs> i the slowest burn of my life yeah yeah oh my gosh but it was so good oh, yeah and that's the, the end of kiss. episode six what a good one okay episode seven so i watched this one earlier today actually mm-hmm. i remember this being one of the ones that i didn't love as much but i still liked it Oh, okay. okay. My synopsis is really long. Sorry. Okay, no, here we good. go. Ready? Yep. The episode starts out with the queen having it with Lady Whistledown. Then the Bridgertons discuss the implications of everything that has happened. Eloise then has plans to meet Theo, but is quickly stopped by the queen arriving at the home. Then the queen thinks it's Eloise that is Lady Whistledown. Then the Sharmas and the Bridgertons sit down to strategize about losing their position and status Mm -hmm. next penelope and eloise fight about what eloise should do to handle the situation with the queen penelope has to weigh her options about what to do as does antony then a party is held to prove to the public that the sharmas and bridgertons are fine but then theo and eloise have a realistic talk about what their statuses mean for their relationship next antony tries to talk to kate about the kiss at the party but kate denies it that it happened next Colin and Penelope discuss Colin's future plans. Antony then proves that they can still find joy despite all the bad things that have occurred, you know, in the ballroom. Mm-hmm. Then Lady Whistledown's publication screws over multiple Bridgertons. This leads to Penelope putting an end to the publication for good. Then I said, well, then they had sex finally because they decided they must do something for themselves. Kate immediately feels great and regretful of that. Then mm-hmm. Antony looks at his engagement ring. This leads Kate to ride away, but runs into trouble on her horse when it's raining outside. So I love that it starts out with Kate and Anthony both like dreaming about the kiss. You know, I was like, oh, yes. crap. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, I know it was like a pretty short like scene, but the bathtub scene where all like the sh- all of the Sharmas were in the bathtubs and yeah. like you could just feel like the heaviness and the sadness yeah. and Edwina could not bear to be there. No, she um, couldn't even look Kate in the eye. Like right? it was that which bad. Is, which complete 180 from their relationship like it's oh, yeah. crazy it's interesting because one of my notes here i say i can't stop thinking about it if if edwina is going to give her blessing which we'll talk about that later mm-hmm. you know that part in the park where they're walking around trying to like say hi to everyone yeah. or act normal or whatever mm-hmm. them standing in the park was so painfully awkward because they were just staring at each other from across the way and i was like you guys like, stop staring at each other stop Enough. you guys are making it so obvious you need to Literally. chill <laughs> okay but then we have to talk about the queen and eloise in the carriage because the queen fully believes eloise's lady whistle down mm-hmm. and i understand that the queen wouldn't even listen when she denies it but i'm like it's literally not her like are you kidding me you're putting eloise in the middle of this This was, like, really scary for me because, again, I, like, love Eloise. I felt, like, scared for her because I was like, wow, Mm. like, this is it, you know? And unfortunately, Mm -hmm. there's not enough evidence to show the queen that, like, it's not Eloise. And even if there was evidence, I don't think the queen would have even believed her in that moment. I was like, holy crap, like, things are not going well. So then it's a scene where the Bridgertons and the Sharmas are, like, in the little room, like, talking about everything. (laughs) And then the dog... And they both go down to the dog and they're staring at each other. And Edwina is like, 
like, was I truly that blind? Yeah. I was dying. I think it was like Newton came running in and then they did something and then they like stood back up and they were super close to each other and stuff. And I was like, you guys, really? Really? I know. I might contain yourself. I was like, this is dumb. Okay, wait. Also, question. I'm confused like why they couldn't just marry like would that look worse because they're talking about this plan in that room edwina and or no 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 uh kate Kate and anthony Anthony. yeah so like well i was wondering that from the beginning of the show i was like but there's Mm. that connection so what is the difference between edwina marrying and kate marrying yeah but i I mean i know the whole thing with the sheffields but yeah so i was just like this is weird like why are we talking about a plan when like kate and anthony could just get married i don't know and anyways <laughs> i know but then before they hold this ball or this supposed ball yeah they all are like you guys cannot look at each other stay away from each yeah. other or whatever yeah and i'm thinking in my head that's just gonna make it so much worse like telling yes. someone not to do something like that is just gonna make them want to do it yeah more. then i wrote a note that said penelope is in deep deep crap she has to save eloise and herself and madame delacroix it's just like she now is trying to plot how to save everybody yeah and no option is good enough yeah because she's gonna hurt someone no matter what she does again i felt the same way with like eloise and the queen i felt like the same weight and tension for penelope because i was like there Mm -hmm. are no good options and no i just feel for her so much Yep, 100%. And I I also am like, okay, Penelope got herself into this position, but I also have a lot of empathy for Penelope and everything she does. Yes, I agree too. I also loved Benedict in this moment talking to Antony because he was telling Antony, like, do not punish yourself. Like, do not do this. And like finally giving like Antony a pep talk. And I know it wasn't a big moment, but mm-hmm. I just I really I really like that we got to see the sibling relationships more on like both sides of it. Oh my gosh. Okay. I saw someone on TikTok earlier making one about this and she's like, I don't know why I'm hyper fixated on the scene. But when Kate walks into the ball or whatever and Antony like gives her this look where he like inhales and then he like looks away and they're like, what are you doing? Like, dude, contain yourself. Yes. Like, what are you doing? Yes, that was at the art gallery because they decided yes. to go to the art gallery yes. together. She walks off and he like literally... It's so obvious. He like inhales and he like looks away. <laughs> and Lady Danbury is like, are you effing kidding me right Literally, now? I just like told you. you. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Oh my gosh. Okay. You know the gentleman's club owner? Yeah. Um, His name is Will Mon- Mondrick. Yes. Okay. I kind of forgot his storyline in season one, to be mm-hmm. honest. But I was just confused about him and Lord Featherington's beef. Like I knew that Will didn't like him because lord featherington is like a scammer but like did they have beef outside of that or was that it no so they both knew each other's secret so will Mm. knew that lord that cousin jack was lying about the rubies and the mines in america while cousin jack knew that will opened the gentleman's club with dirty money because he threw Mm. that match in season one so they like both knew each other's like secrets and i think Mm. that's why they like did not like each other 
Okay, that yeah. makes more sense. I don't know why, but I was so confused by that. Yeah. <laughs> then there's a scene with Eloise and Theo. Theo's like, you don't even understand what it's like and blah, blah, blah. And at this point, yeah. I was so angry. I was like, Theo, Eloise doesn't even want her privilege. Like, why are yeah. you doing this? You don't know her life. Yeah. I feel a little bit about that, better about that later. But yep. alas, I was very mad in that situation. I was, I was like, where's this coming from, Theo? Are you kidding me? Literally, You're breaking my heart. After everything I know, <laughs> yeah. it's so sad. There's the whole part where Kate is like, no, we can't talk about yep. this. Like, no, it didn't happen, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, girlfriend, it did happen. Like, it fully happened. I think it was at the ball when Colin is basically talking to Penelope and, you know, just very makes it seem like I appreciate you and I care about you and all of these things, but, like, it'll never be more than friends. Or, like, he doesn't say that explicitly, but he basically hints at that. And I know there's a no another moment when he said, oh, you're a great friend, yep. or, like... There's a lot of those moments throughout where I'm like, really, dude? I think I don't remember what episode it is, but I do remember him saying, like, you're a great friend, Penn, mm -hmm. or whatever, like, I, or something like that. And it's just like, ugh. I'm enough. <laughs> I'm enough with the friends. I don't yeah. need friends. Yeah, I need exactly. the romance. <laughs> oh. Okay, and then I said in all caps, why is Lord Featherington flirting with the mom? Like, ew. Yeah. I hated that. I don't understand the whole point it of including that. It was just so weird so weird like Especially i could not he's literally engaged to your daughter yeah like, i don't at this point i did make a note about this i don't know if you felt this too mm -hmm. but i got a little annoyed with lady bridgerton i kind of get annoyed with her because mm -hmm. sometimes she's like follow your heart like yeah. fall in love don't just get married for whatever but then the next minute she's like fake it like fake that you are a certain way to keep our status and blah 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 and yes. I understand to some degree but I feel like she's so back and forth I'm yeah. like so what do you want them to do do you want them to follow your heart yeah. their heart or do you want them to like do the responsible in quotes right thing to do yes I think it's a very fine line and I definitely agree that it, like her direction is not clear like mm -hmm. if I follow my heart and it's not good for our status, like is mm -hmm. you're definitely not going to be okay with that. Or are you mm -hmm. like, it's just, ugh, yeah. Yeah. So just something worth noting, I guess. Yeah. But then we get a very important conversation between Penelope and Eloise where Eloise is basically like, you know what? I'm just going to say that I'm Lady Whistledown and then this can all be put to rest. And I'm just going to do what the queen wants. And Penelope yes. basically talks her out of it, which I was very stressed during that. Scene. Me too. Me That entire scene, I was like, Oh, I just, uh, again, just not, no good decisions. Either way you go, it's just all right. bad. The Bridgertons try to schedule the ball. They go to show up and literally not one person has shown up. But this yeah. made me fall in love with Anthony. Oh my God, me too. <laughs> when he was like, no, we're going to have a good time. And he brought his younger sister in yeah. and they all danced together. And I was just like, that's what everyone needed. Just a I moment know. to forget about everything and enjoy themselves. But then after all of this like ball situation, then Lady Whistledown's thing comes out with the stuff about Eloise. This broke my heart. Mm -hmm. This broke my freaking heart because you could just see Eloise's face just like fall and just realize mm -hmm. that. Pen Penelope did go through with it and I'm like I know. oh my god no like ugh. it was just like not again not a good situation I know and like I know Penelope really thought like that was the right thing to do she's like mm -hmm. this is the only way I can help my friend 
but still it was awful going back to like the bridgerton ball and when they were mm. like dancing and like falling in love with antony at this like point and so it was just so good and it also just made me feel very happy to see like the family together and like happy because mm. like Bridgerton is basically about the Bridgerton family and I'm just mm -hmm. like watching them just be so happy in a time of like high stress and tension it was mm -hmm. just like really really nice and then also the way that Antony and Kate ended up together they were like close together and then Edwina saw yes uh, you're right I was like you guys so need right. to take it down a I notch know. but they literally cannot help themselves yeah but then they are out in the garden. And here's a quote that I wrote down. Mm -hmm. It's maddening how much you consume my very being. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. I like can't. That is Literally not can't. real. That's not real. But this whole thing in the gazebo or whatever mm -hmm. it is, this was so good. There's so many good quotes. Like whoever's listening, just go rewatch it. Literally, I probably yeah. will like 500 times. But the fact that they're both like, no, you need to be done. No, you need to be done yeah. because I can't handle this. I was like, this is so good. And then he goes, please go inside, go inside. And then she's like, you know how I feel about being ordered around or whatever. And then yeah. it's like, and then like, everything just ah. like I again, I think it's like a kink for them. Like that her disobedience like turns him on, which I'm like, <laughs> I guess like Anthony, if that does it for you, I guess. But I, I agree. Their dynamic is just, oh, my gosh, I can't. It's literally so good. Yeah. I fully like that scene was so perfect. It's yeah. So spicy i feel like it was very worth the wait because oh yeah the bridgerton season one there was so much spice but yeah. this one you had to wait for it and it was worth the wait so how did you feel about like less sex scenes i thought it was fine because of the nature of their relationship because i was thinking okay. about it and You're i'm right. like it wouldn't have made sense for them to like have sex all the time but for, yeah i feel like for daphne and the simon Duke, yeah yeah i thought it made sense no you're right okay i was because when it first released on friday i saw articles saying like mm -hmm. oh there's like less, less sex, sex in season two and i was like mm -hmm. oh, excuse me but <laughs> i i definitely see though because it's like the push and pull it's like the enemies to lovers not really wanting to like be together so i i definitely understand now. and not that this is like what it is like they're not even remotely the same but mm -hmm. i think about the love hypothesis right yeah where it's like there's only like one big like sex scene right but it's yes. worth the wait because of how they lead up to it i felt yes. the same way about this yes exactly like i didn't need the other stuff because the rest of the story was so good yeah i agree mm -hmm. We find out that Anthony wakes up alone. Mm -hmm. And then I wrote a note that said, holy crap, is Anthony going to propose? But then Kate was gone. Mm -hmm. And he was like, but I was going to propose to her. But then the whole situation with the horse happens and Kate gets in the accident. And I was so stressed out. Me too. Me I was like, freaking too. no way. Oh my gosh. And you know what? When he, when he went back inside and pulled out that little ring box, I was like... He's gonna move on. I was, right? like, I was, I was like, like, holy shit. I was like, finally, Anthony, you're doing something right. right. You know? Oh my gosh, finally. <laughs> like, why didn't you just do this in the first place? Exactly. <gasps> oh, but yeah, that is the end of episode seven. Whew. Wow. Okay. Getting into the final episode, episode eight, called The Viscount Who Loves Me. The Viscount. 
the f- <laughs> Viscount. Why am I saying Viscount? <laughs> <laughs> the Viscount. I was like, the I was like, Viscount? I, know, I, was, I couldn't even tell. I was like, that does not sound right. Well, you said the Viscount. Your brain paused. The Viscount. And you're like, wait, what am I, I like, saying? That's not right. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) Episode Mm -hmm. eight, The Viscount Who Loved Me, which also, that's the title of the book, of the second Bridgerton book. And they did the same thing with season one. The last episode was called The Duke and I, which is book one of Bridgerton. I didn't know that. Okay. I love that. And I I hope that they continue it with like each season because I think it's just like a cute little like bow tie, you know? I I think so too. I totally agree. All right, my synopsis is long, so okay, just hold on tight, okay? <laughs> okay. All right, I'm I'm ready. You mean Wikipedia's <laughs> Wikipedia synopsis <laughs> is very long, okay? <laughs> okay. One week later, Kate is still unconscious, and Lady Whistledown has been suspiciously quiet. Portia, who is uh, Lady Featherington, convinces Jack to host a ball to celebrate the family's recent successes and invites the Bridgertons and Sharmas. Eloise visits the printer again and attempts to deduce Lady Whistledown's identity with Theo, but eventually decides to end their friendship. Benedict learns that Anthony made a generous donation to the Academy when Benedict applied, and it is likely the reason he was accepted. Colin continues investment talk with Jack while Will Mondrick, now a proprietor of the Gentlemen's Club, suspects Jack of being a fraud. Kate awakens from her coma, and Anthony attempts to propose to her, but she declines, citing her desire to return to India. Edwina reconciles. I know. Sorry, sorry. Edwina reconciles with Kate and convinces her to attend the Featherington Ball before she leaves. After Penelope points out a piece of gossip about two of the guests, Eloise realizes she is Lady Whistledown, and the two later have an argument, ending their friendship. <sighs> Meanwhile, Colin reveals that he has learned that Jack's rubies are fake. Portia turns on Jack and sends him back to America while keeping some of the funds he had gathered for herself. Penelope overhears Colin telling other gentlemen that he would never court her. Kate and Antony dance at the ball and the queen expresses her approval saving the families from scandal. Antony and Kate declare their love for one another and six months later Kate and Antony, now wed, join the rest of the Bridgertons for another game of Pall Mall at Aubrey Hall. Oh, I love this episode. There's just so much that happens in this episode. I know. It's insane. To start off, I'm going to be 100% honest with you that I ugly cried throughout this entire episode. Really? Yes. It's crazy because I didn't cry this much during the last season. I think I cried Mm. for the last episode of season one, Mm. but I... I didn't sob the entire way through that I did for this episode. But because it's one thing after another, like just when you think you're going to get a break, then something else changes and blah, blah, blah. It's like, it's too much. Yeah. And I think it's also too, because it's like Kate and Antony are like the oldest and most of their like storyline and character arc is all about like upholding their place to run their family and making Mm -hmm. sure that everyone is successful and comfortable and yada, yada, yada. And like the weight of all of that is like so much and i think that idea or like that theme just like hits hits home for me totally totally 
All right, bringing Kate back to the house. So this picks up immediately after uh, episode Mm -hmm. seven ends. I said that this is probably so traumatic for Antony to see another person he loves suffer like this. Yep, and I can't. I just can't. I just felt for him. I was like, wow, dude, this is not what you need right now. You know, Mm -hmm. and interestingly enough. I thought this was like the first time that Antony had allowed himself to feel feelings since his father died. And while I'm like proud that he was able to do that, it just took too damn long. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> like, come 100%. on, dude. <laughs> okay, you're not going to like this, but literally my next note is, I say, I officially do not like Colin. What he said to Mondrick in front of Jack, Colin is so, is such a dumb bitch. I okay, hate but him. like here the oh. and then I okay. said I said after the whole Marina thing and now this I don't like him anymore because it was basically like Colin saying that like Mondrick was wrong and that Jack is an honorable but, man. But he redeems himself later in the episode though. It's not enough for me. <laughs> I'm sorry. No. I'm That's sorry. fine. I'll have him for myself. But okay. like I also fair because he was being horrible about it. But he was just being yeah. naive in the moment. I was like. Colin you're so way over your head like you need to stop please going back to the Bridgerton house in like the office slash like library thing I was upset that Antony didn't visit Kate that entire week and I was so angry when I first I was too you think you're having a hard time yeah Kate's having a hard time yeah and she needs you I was like you were going to propose to her yet the second she gets hurt you can't even step in the room with I was just so confused and angry at him I think a lot of it's the trauma, man. A lot yeah. of it's the trauma. It really is. But then his conversation with his mom opened my perspective on why he did what he did. Mm-hmm. I will say I ugly cried when his mom came in and said that she was awake and he just broke down. Like he just you could see and him. He, just- remember. It was a point of conversation earlier that he didn't even cry when his dad died. Yes. So the fact that it all just hit him in that moment, I, my heart broke. Yeah. You could just see it in him too, that he was so physically hurt too. Like he just could not physically handle it. And I was just like, Mm -hmm. wow. Like I feel like, oh my God, I cried so hard during that scene. So Lady Bridgerton does apologize for like what happened after his dad died and being like absent and all of that stuff um, and him like taking on the burden of the family. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, it made me happy that she finally apologized. It was very late, but still happy she did it. It did make me sob, though, because I was just like, oh, my God, so, so much. Back to Kate. She's awake. She is functioning. Great. Antony comes to visit her. He proposes to her and I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is it. And then she rejects him and I'm like, what the heck? And she says that she's like planning to go back to India. Like this is not happening. Yada, yada, yada. I was so frustrated. I was like, what is happening right now? I'm confused. She still still hadn't had Edwina's blessing. Yes, exactly. At that point. Yes. And that was what she needed. Yes. I was so frustrated. I know, me too. I was like, because it was the finale episode two that I was like, are they not going to get together? Like that crossed my mind. I was like, is it going to be one of those? Yes, that was my problem too, where I was like, I know this is the last episode. What Mm -hmm. is going to happen? I also thought it was funny that Kate told him to go away and then he finally listened (laughs) to a command and he left. I was like, Mm -hmm. good, Antony, you're learning. (laughs) (laughs) 
Jumping to Theo and Eloise. From last episode, I said, okay, just kidding. I love Theo. And he did it for a reason. Referencing like the fight that they had. Right. (laughs) I was like, oh, just kidding, Theo. Love you. (laughs) (laughs) I will say their like breakup broke my heart. It yeah it It, was really sad it just confirmed like theo's fears of like eloise and like where she come from where she comes from and stuff and i was just like Mm -hmm. oh my god it was painful because again they were both so happy together i know you know but i also feel like it was very much eloise's first feeling about anything that i feel like that was a good first relationship for her oh like i wasn't totally hooked on their love story yeah but i i thought yeah, yeah, it was really, it's, really separate. It was kind of like Antony and that other girl from last season. It's kind of like that. I think that's what Eloise oh, needed. Oh, yes. You the know? opera singer. Yes. And I think Eloise mm. is kind of on the same path where there's like one person first, but then there's going to be another person later. All right. So then there's a conversation with Kate and Edwina. And I literally just said, Edwina is so smart and kind. I love her so much. She's, she's such like, a queen. She is amazing. I love her. She's mm-hmm. so composed, so smart. Like, oh. I love her. And then she basically told Kate to, you know, be truthful to yourself and kind of like live your life. And I was like, what? that's what Kate needed. You know, mm-hmm. that's exactly what she needed. Another ugly cry moment when Anthony was telling his little brother about their dad. Like, I was just Ooh. like, wow. I was like, this is so sweet because like his little brother i think his little brother mentioned how like i like i never really remember him i don't know much about him was he great yada 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 and anthony was like yeah he was and i was like oh my god i'm so sweet and i loved getting to see just a little more from like the younger kids because we never get to see that and so yeah to see that relationship i thought was really cool oh my gosh another ugly cry moment (laughs) sorry okay another ugly cry moment during the talk with kate and her mom i think her mom says something along the lines of like love is nothing ever owed and i just like sobbed during that conversation oh and i also just think that this like season really focused on like family but i think it's also because of like kate and anthony's position being like the head mm-hmm. of the family um, but i loved that i love the focus too. on family i think it was really really good yes i loved it and then I say, miscommunication at bust. Oh, I hate this trope. We already know. We already know it. He does love you, Kate. Please stop with this delusion. <laughs> right? I was like, oh, my God. At this point, I was like, just be together already. Holy crap. Like, Kate, what more? What Kate, more? He literally proposed to you. I know. Like, come on. But, okay, to her defense, though, she thought he was proposing because they slept together. And that's, like, bad or, you know, it ruins your reputation or whatever the politics yeah, of it whatever. are. You know what, Kate? <laughs> Shut up. Shut I up. know. I love that the sisters danced, Kate and um, Edwina, and they're just like, F the standards or F whatever society thinks. We're gonna I'm gonna go dance enjoy with you. ourselves. Yeah, yes. I love that. I loved that too. And I think it was a great ending for their like arc together because it was really mm-hmm. rough for the last couple mm-hmm. of episodes. You know, I just have a general question. So people can touch hands now in season two, but in season one they couldn't. Colin like grabbed her hand, and was like, "Oh, I need to tell you something," and then he grabbed her hand and then walked away. But do you remember that art gallery scene with um? Daphne and Simon and they like had their hands together but they didn't touch did that change I do did I think I don't know or maybe there's different standards for positions I don't know but there's a few things like that that we've mentioned that it's like I don't 
because there are those differences. I agree because that that whole touch thing in season one between Simon and Daphne was huge, was so, so huge. Mm-hmm. So just seeing like Colin like nonchalantly grabbing Penelope's hand and like taking her off to like the library or whatever. I was like, hmm, I didn't know you guys could touch. <laughs> I also feel like maybe it speaks to the fact that everyone just views Penelope as not an option for anyone. She's just Penelope. Like, yeah, no one cares what happens with her. You know, you're right. You're right. I thought it was so cute when he was like holding up the fingers. He's like, how many fingers? Like, can you tell? <gasps> I was like, That's I loved so cute. that part. And then he was three and then turns around and is four. And I'm yeah. like, I was like, I feel a little flirting. I was like, this is so cute. Oh my gosh. Okay. And then you also mentioned it before, but Wrecking Ball plays, which is amazing. Like, so Perfect good. song. I love it too because then everyone. Everyone kind of like is staring at them and then they all kind of leave the dance floor and Anthony goes, just keep looking at me. No one else matters. And then my comment is BRB crying, screaming, throwing up. (laughs) (laughs) But honestly, though, like he's just like, okay, you know what? Enough. Let's just let's just have this moment. It's like so sweet. Oh, my God. We're gonna cry again. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) This dance was insane like the tension between them and the need between them there was some Mm -hmm. sort of like hand thing happening that they were like when it went down in her eyes yes Yes. so (gasps) close like i was just like you guys are gonna kiss right now like this is happening in front of everyone i know really also when the queen was like to edwina she was like i have a nephew he's a prince and he's single and i was like i was like yes yes. because that's who edwina Edwina to have yep Mm -hmm. exactly and i remember i think from season one like the prince was actually really really nice to daphne and i was like i think Mm -hmm. that's perfect for adamina you know and like everything she's looking for moving on to the eloise and penelope fight this broke Broke my freaking heart literally just shattered my world into a million pieces i definitely agree with eloise that penelope has been manipulating everyone like a part of me was like wow you're so right and also Mm -hmm. penelope was kind of being super mean to eloise of being like i think in episode seven she was like eloise why can't you ever drop this like lady whistle down stuff like yada 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 i was like i was like penelope you are literally just doing it like it's such a self-serving thing yourself exactly i was so Mm -hmm. annoyed so when eloise said that i was like yeah you're so right penelope called out eloise too and i was like holy crap this is getting crazy Mm -hmm. i'm just basically i think penelope finally broke and she's like i've had enough of this and i'm just gonna let it all rip now yeah you know? yeah no i was just oh wow yeah no this was like a really really harsh scene i was just like mm-hmm. really sad because i love their friendship too that it just made me really sad me for them. too me too when everyone goes out to like the field and he and antony finds kate and he confesses he loves her and he says you must feel it because i do i love you and in my comments i say oh crying again that was so pure. It was so... I also really liked it, too, because then he finally confirmed that, like, he loved her because he literally loved her, not because they, like, slept together. He also mm-hmm. says, quote, I know I am imperfect, but I will humble myself before you because I cannot imagine my life without you, and that is why I wish to marry you. <gasps> I'm sorry, but for Anthony to say that yes. is 
major literally literally like i was crying me too i was like wow antony you've come such a far way then she says um there's not a day i won't vex you and he says is that a promise and i was like (laughs) (laughs) again their dynamic is just so good so good (laughs) also at the end of the episode i found it so interesting that the narration switched to penelope's voice for just a little bit i was Mm -hmm. like oh that's really interesting exactly Mm -hmm. i i feel like this will set her up in an interesting way for season three because i feel Mm -hmm. like maybe it's like going to be penelope coming out more Compared to Lady Whistledown, I think Lady Whistledown will still be a thing, but I feel like Penelope, after everything that happened, because then at this point too, Colin said the thing of like, oh yeah, no, I would never court Penelope. And then she runs back inside. Mm -hmm. I think this is just going to set up for like a crazy character arc Penelope's going to go cray cray. I agree. I agree. Mm -hmm. Before the episode ends, we get a time jump of them just having the best life at Aubrey Hall. And I love that, like, we get to see them be, like, happy and loving each other. Like, that's all I wanted this season. Mm -hmm. And I'm so happy we got, like, a little glimpse of it. I also thought it was so cute when he was like, should we return upstairs? And she was like, and admit defeat? Never. And I was like, yes! Because they're still so much themselves, but they're just in love now and happy. Yes. But also still challenging each other. Yeah. Which is like what their relationship needs. I know. I know. He's met his like equal match. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And that's the end of episode eight and concludes season two of Bridgerton. Holy crap. I need season three. Same. Immediately. Same. Where is it? <laughs> I need it, please. <laughs> it's not going to be out till next year, I don't think. Oh, yeah, no. Not not for a while. Which is Which fine. Which is so rude. Because I'll rewatch season two again, just for their I, dynamic. I'm, I'm going to rewatch season one and two. Oh, yeah. Because I just need the whole... Yeah. I want to watch it all in order. Yes, 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 yes. I hope you guys enjoyed that. I know it was a doozy, so thanks for hanging in there yes. this whole time. I hope you enjoyed it. And also, I was going to say, what's our next episode? Yes, our next episode, Theoni and I are going to watch Olivia Rodrigo's recent documentary that was just released on Disney Plus, and we're going to talk about all of it. And I'm so excited. I'm very excited too because honestly, I've seen very little about it, so I don't really know how much is included, yeah. how much isn't. Same. Like, I really have no idea, so I'm excited. Yeah. Thanks everyone for listening. Tune in next week for Olivia Rodrigo, and we will see you next time. Bye. Oh,